and welcome to episode 377 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, a place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the man who is the authority on dad jokes, so much so that he told me that I can't tell them. He just did a dad joke, although I'm not the authority, and I'd like to point out Eamon Clark is the best dad joke teller in the world. It's like constant yeah. <laughs> yeah with him he did that morn hub one which i thought was fucking gold oh yeah yeah anyway he doesn't it, non-stop it's tony esmond you can hear Hello. tony esmond how are you it's tony esmond thank yeah. you but no one wants to listen to us because this why one... have you got like a new thing on the zoom like what? a metal thing who are you talking like about a skull and light oh it's chris no, uh, yeah, right? no uh, don't uh, i haven't even done the fucking shit, sorry yet. <laughs> right, but just jesus just style fuck. it out style it out jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, our guest is a friend of the show who's used to this sort of unprofessional shite. <laughs> He's been on a couple of times before and we love him like a brother. Yes, we're joined by the amazing artist behind such titles as Alienated, Porcelain and the upcoming The Hunger and the Dusk, which looks beautiful it's, uh, it's our pleasure to welcome back to the show Mr. Yes, he's getting a Mr. Christian Marcus. Oi, oi. <laughs> You're a Christian. You're right. uh, Christian, good to see you. All right. That was a lovely intro. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, don't well, be put off by Tony Tony complaining that your um, Zoom image is quite metal. Although it looks like um, looks like the bonnet from Death Proof. That is yeah, it does, exactly it? what it is. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah. You there you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's well knowledge, done. that is. Yeah. yeah. Mosaic effect. They can all find you now. <laughs> the, I haven't I haven't seen you for a while, have I? We we used to meet up quite regularly, but uh, yeah, um, I haven't seen you. So, last oh. time I spoke to you properly was when I sent you that postcard. Well, I called you, didn't I? I That's right. You yeah. one again, and it shocks you because you don't think millennials call people anymore. <laughs> uh, anymore so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did a, a panel with Chris, didn't we? Was it a, a True Believers? True Believers. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Jesus, that was. Ages ago, that was a long time we've ago. had so many experiences, whether it be on the show at a convention or sexual. maybe sexual experiences, or we've buried bodies mm. for one another. Who can tell? We'll never tell. <laughs> this, I, can I just repeat the phone call? Do you mind, Chris? Quickly, Thank so Chris, Chris rang me just for a chat, and um, I, it was during the period when I was sending phony postcards to people <laughs> in silly age. names. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just in the middle of there was a a slight lull in the conversation. I went, Chris, you haven't had any postcards. And there was just sort of silence, (laughs) threatening silence. And he just went off on one about at me, about what a James Hunter was. Because he'd been wondering who, was it Jane and Thelma or so? I can't remember who I wrote the postcard for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't, yeah, shit. I forgot who I thought it was. I think we thought it was somebody else and I can't remember who we thought it was. It was Laura, about, isn't it a long time since we went out in that van and went to that cheese fair and bought some nice cheese and stuff like this? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, it sounds like a delightful time to be honest. It was a lovely time. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what else is a lovely time? Reading Comic House. <laughs> You're goddamn right. And uh, doing these sponsorship ads—that's a lovely time as well. We need yeah. money for because these we, lit- we literally never know where this is going to go. Um, but yes, Comic House are our sponsor. And you should check them out because they are they are very cool and much like us, they love indie comics. Um, there's a huge selection of titles on the comichouse.com database. You can go on there. If you self-publish as well, you can add your books on there. It's another avenue to get your work out into the world. As well as the digital app. Yes. 
So many books are digital these days, and if you've got some on your hard drive, you need to get yours on Comic House. I'm making actual, even though this is an audio medium, I'm pointing like I'm looking at a camera. <laughs> yeah. What's have you got your hat on still? Do you ever That's do that? Point. Yeah. Are you wearing your hat? I am still wearing my hat. You've got the hat. Comic House hat on. I do have the Comic House hat. I can't say it. Comic yes. House hat. I'm Comic wearing House the hat. beanie that you can get from the Comic House website as well. And you should. Oh, they sell them. I thought they yeah. were just specially made for us. No, 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 no. no oh, okay. No, no, no. I wear mine we, when I walk the dog. We are, that beanie's reason. great. I wear that beanie. We, we, are, yeah. we, are, we are special, though. We'll get you on, Christian. Don't worry. I'll yeah, sort thanks. you on out. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> and what you should all do is check out the app. It's basically like Netflix for comics. £3 a month subscription. You get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics that's being added to all the time. And uh, Dan Butcher, at this moment in time, usually tells us what's on there. What's on there? Yes. Uh, yes. We've got Samir Dyer, uh, issue one. Samantha Fucks the World, uh, volume one, issue zero. Caspian Porter, volume one, issue two. And we've got a new entry, which is uh, Football Diaries, The Adventures of Simo. Which oh, story... oh, yeah, that's um, Kev, isn't it? Kev Brett. Yeah, our friend yeah, yeah. Kev Brett. Hey. Uh, story synopsis, Football Diaries, The Adventures of Simo. A Sunday League superstar is the collection of uh, funny strips and adventures based around the fable antics of Simo. These comics show the lighter side of Sunday League, grassroots football, from weight gain to computer games to referees to trading and a whole lot more. Take a fun look into what makes uh, a football a tick with approximately 100 pages of black and white football oh, league good. fun. Oh, that looks good. Hope I don't think I've got that yet. I don't think I own that. Abusive parents screaming obscenities from the side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you can check it out on the Comic House app, Tony. I will do. Thank yeah. you for letting so, me know. Yeah. yeah. And all of you lovely people out there, if you want to check it out too, just go to comichouse.com and start your 14-day free trial now. Well, and thank that's, you um, Yeah, thanks. That's um, Nottingham's coming up soon, you know, yes. isn't it? Fast approaching. It Indeed. Kev, are you doing, are you doing it, it, Christian? Oh, Kev asked me, and I had to turn him down, which really sadly, because uh. I've literally got like a hand in date right next to it so um oh right i get you so I yeah, yeah, yeah pass on it but yeah i really want i would have loved to have gone because that would have been a nice one for the first yeah. convention i've done since i got you know since, yeah it's for a friendly yeah. one isn't it everything yeah. but uh yeah 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 rather reluctantly so maybe next year hopefully. you're quite yeah, busy cool. at the moment like working on this new project aren't you? i am yes yes it is uh, my life are, are, are there are there sniper targets on you at the moment so you can't say too much about it uh yeah well there's the there's the bit of the blurb out isn't there and stuff yeah moment. idw put yeah. something out didn't they with that little burst of books they put out didn't they yeah yeah because it got it's part of their sort of new idw originals lineup um which i think the first one of the sort of bunch came out recently it was oh shit this is where i completely fail at my job um is this i can't uh, believe you you, you messaged me earlier saying don't be surprised. I've made notes. I've made That's notes on said. stuff not to do with me. So, what is it? Uh, yeah, the Scott Snyder one that just came out recently, where it's the fire team where they uh, stop bushfires, and it's like they go on a bank heist. It's quite good, actually. I read the first issue. And it's really no, nice. I mean, I, I, oh, I just okay. want to back you up here, Chris, because it's not your job to be the entire marketing department for IDW. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but they did send me a free first issue of it so i probably should remember then you've let them down <laughs> yeah, <I'd> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah fair enough he's uh, cruel isn't he, Vince? if he's they were wanted man. to uh get more the ti- uh, information about the title where would they go <laughs> who's this who's this oh, Dad, Dad, Dad. <laughs> right. I was having yeah, a laugh I have a lifeline to Chris they could you, you, you think Google I'm the and person. have a guess 
<laughs> and if you can't find it, make yourself a sandwich. Yeah, um, yeah your mum's house. Well. Go to your mum's house. That's where you can get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That was my crowning achievement this week. Is I found a picture of the bloke who was dressed as Cujo in that movie. Yeah. And online, I just, I just put a title on it. That said your mum and sent it to people. That amused I, me. That cut me up. <laughs> Tony's texting sense of humour is beyond <laughs> this world. I've yet to figure it out. You're getting a postcard yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Dark Space's Wildfire. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's quite a title, isn't it? Dark yeah. Spaces, Wildfire. Yeah. Isn't it contradictory? Uh, but um... <laughs> it's not going to be dark, is it? If there's a wildfire in it, is it? it maybe it's metaphorically dark. Okay, yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Just doing done. the job of the editor here on ACP. Yeah. Once yeah. More. <laughs> well, someone's got to do a tea. They seem <laughs> to be you. largely absent from the fucking <laughs> comic centuries. Not Mighty W, very well behaved over there. <laughs> the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Someone else dropped me under the bus too much. No. <laughs> don't, don't let the editor listen to this. Yeah. Don't be on the socials. That'll be fine. I'm sure your editor's very good. Who is your yeah. editor? Uh I've got two editors. So I have Mark Doyle, as you may know from Gotham Academy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he also more. uh was overseeing Vertigo um whenever when it was sort of all shut down. Mm. Oh, okay. And then Maggie Howell, who she's Really good. She's mate. Ma- eh, basically, my main editor. She's really mm. good. She's did uh, like white. Uh, uh, Sean Murphy's White Knight and uh, Oh well, wow. Bell. Uh, yeah. The, the oh, Last cool. God, which came out through DC Black Label, I think. Yeah, that was good. That's Mark Russell in it. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So before we get into the main topic, and we'll tell you what that topic is, um, we're sure to get lots of responses from this. Lots of comments about stuff, stuff you like it in a second. But just just quickly before we get stuck into that, because this is a new sort of fantasy book. Um, you've dealt with a lot of sci-fi and like, um, but this is like straight up, like proper full-on like orcs and fantasy and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah. What's, what's that? What's it like stepping into that genre? Uh, it's a dream come true to be honest. It is. Um, I wanted to do this very book as like because i kind of had a little bit of a break from drawing comics last year and then mm. mark got in touch and said do you want to do any comic stuff like we've got like because he's freshly taken over idw um and he was like are you up for doing a comic and i was like if i am it's gonna be i wanted it to be like a a fantasy thing completely from the ground up like nothing you know we've it's not based on any other thing. Um, uh, yeah, not tied yeah. into any other continuity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. yeah. So, and it hit all, he came back to me with like this sort of outline of a book that they had with uh, Willow. And yeah, it's great. It's just, it is right on my street. You know, if you like my porcelain stuff, then it's me doing. Yeah, it's even more fantastical, isn't it, than porcelain? It's slightly, yeah. a slightly different way, I suppose. Yeah, know? a completely yeah. different way. Like, it's it's all, like, we, we're sort of, we're really in it at the moment, but all the background sort of world building and stuff is all kind of, you know, you can put a giant skeleton monster in the background if you want, or mm. forest. Brilliant, man. I think that's, yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Sword, that. Sorcery yeah. and epic fantasy tales. And yeah, stuff. basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are so, you working with G. Willow Wilson on that, yeah? I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How's, that, how's that been going? It's great, yeah, she's really nice. She's really mm. nice to work with. I mean, we, it's, kind of, it's kind of typical 
you kind of meet them meet the writer at the beginning online and then um just get scripts until you like sort of got something else to share but we did a lot of like back and forth at the beginning and stuff and she's very like my kind of perfect writer is somebody that gives you a ton of information to work off but you can kind of play with it as mm. well okay so yeah. she's uh she's kind of like yeah it it's, feels like a similar relationship to like to working with like ben or size oh, cool it's kind of like, yeah yeah oh, that's good lots, news lots yeah. to work off but you can play around with it as much mm. as you want and this is gonna be 12, she's a, 12 issues is that correct? Uh, yeah, at the moment, yeah, twelve. I've signed on for twelve, um, with awesome. a possibility if might do more because we want to like, especially Willow. She wants to do another generation, maybe afterwards, like okay. time to another generation. But we'll, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But de- definitely, full arc of twelve, and I think it's going to be like six issues one year, and then we'll have like a mini break, and then the next. Oh, okay. Next cool. That sounds a good idea. Six. She's yeah. at Thought Bubble, isn't she? You're going to meet her. She then? is. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be the first time I've ever met her as well. So it'll be nice. Right. Um, yeah, because yeah, she was supposed to be there. This... Do you want me to come with you? Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you could turn up as me. And then. She would that... know. Do you know what? Let's do it. That'd be hilarious, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't ruin anything for you. That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely not. Yeah. 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 yeah I trust you. To, give, to make oh, a good impression, Dan, we might have to interfere. Yeah, I've got to say this. I think this is poor I think decision making. Yeah, that's a good idea. Vince, mm. come along as Lara. What Croft? Yeah. Oh, finally, I can dust yeah. off that costume. Well, I've wanted to see Vince in hot pants for so long. Well, yeah, it's, it's, quite impre- it's quite impressive. It's hey, quite impressive. Yeah. Hey, just get him a DMs, man. <laughs> we're Flying DMs as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's part of the costume. <laughs> and speaking of costumes, we yeah. we are going to talk a little bit about com- costumes in comic books, and uh, and just sort of con- conceptual design and everything about yeah. that. Um, of which Chris is all over that. He messaged yeah. me saying I'm all over that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. He is no stranger to concept design, and if you've created any kind of comic book or story then you've done part of this process and this is this is a process we've yep. been looking forward to talking about for quite some time but we yeah. haven't sort of fo- had a chance to focus on it chris never returned our calls no, no 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 we wanted to wait until um <laughs> he he had to talk to us um so <laughs> no um but ser- seriously though we i love the that sort of part of making comics like the concept design and yeah. sometimes mm. for a lot of comic projects that's as far as it gets <laughs> you, make the costumes you, and that's you it sp- you spend so much time creating the characters and stuff and then by the end of it maybe the comic doesn't doesn't happen you, you just don't know mm. so there's been good there's been bad there's certainly been some ugly um <laughs> but and, and we're going to talk about some some costumes that we like and maybe don't like but I think we um, to start us off. Obviously, Chris, as well as comics, I mean, you, you're no stranger to working in this part of just sort of the entertainment industry, anyway. Just just create mm-hmm. the creative process. What do you, what what is it about it that you love? Well, oh shit! Sorry, dropped all my stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> start start right in there. On. <laughs> Don't edit it out. Leave it in. <laughs> uh yeah no it's as you said it's my favorite bit of the whole just drawing comics in general like i would happily design characters until the cows come home and 
layouts and stuff like that. All the stuff before actually drawing pages, I absolutely love. So it's um, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just you get there's a lot of exploring and you get to do a lot of back and forth and figuring out things that work and don't and. Mm. There's yeah, a lot of, I, I think with this this process as well, certainly when it comes to comics, and we have we touched on this with some past episodes. Yeah. Um, this this point where they're just static costume designs on a page yeah. is when you your brain probably goes a little bit crazier until you realise actually I've got to draw this over and over, so I'm going to. Have to yeah, that's a big thing in it. You make yeah. a rod yeah. for your own back sometimes. I'm yeah. guessing, do you? Yeah. Or? Jesus, yeah. yeah, every book, <laughs> every <laughs> fucking book, <laughs> like. Pretty much every character I've ever drawn, I've probably gone, fucking hell, I wish I hadn't done this. Like, 120 Why did I add in. braces? You know, this uh, sort of thing. Yeah. Tattoos. Never fucking yeah. do a tattoo on a I've character. Done, yeah. <laughs> mm. I had one of my characters tattooed on shoulders, and then after that, they wear, wear long sleeves. You never see them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think there's that, that, that dividing line, isn't it? <clears throat> I'm the only sort of non-eyes, so... For if I'm seeing a character on a page, I don't mind it if it's like super, you know, something like Jack of Hearts or something. He's got like quite an intricate design. I quite like that. But as an artist, you must think, fuck me, I don't want to draw Jack of Hearts. I'll have to draw all those noodly bits every five minutes, you know. I'm up for Um, it at the beginning and then later on, you know, like (laughs) later on, you're just like, fuck it now. Yeah. But there's some characters like that that are are actually, I mean, Spider Man is quite a noodly character, isn't it, when you look at it? But it's super Mm. popular. So, Mm. yeah. 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 The, the, The webbing. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Some people have got that down to a T, though, don't they? Like, yeah, they yeah. Know and it's got to be right. It it's like Dread or someone, isn't it? It's got to be right, otherwise Fucking people hell. are gonna Dread's go mad. Helmet. I could, I can't, I still to this day can't draw Dread's helmet very well. Like, because you've drawn a couple of covers, haven't you, for the Regine stuff? I did, I right? did one. Yeah, one, I did right. one cover, and I got lucky on that one. <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> That's an amazing cover, mate. The great man. cover. Yeah, thanks. I redid it for my brother. Well, <clears> just touched it up for my brother recently to give him the Dread. Help like the traditional dread helmet covers rather than his cadet one. Oh, that's nice. nice. But yeah, that helmet, I can like, and I think a lot of artists find it quite hard. I think unless you're drawing it full time, yeah, you probably don't really know how it works if you just go at it like every now and then, you know, yeah. like, yeah, it's got weird shapes. Yeah, most of us have tried it, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah. yeah, it's evolved as well from the first time it ever appeared. Oh, it really has, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, a couple yeah, of different yeah. artists. It was, it was sort of more circular when it started out, didn't it? Yeah. Almost, yeah. 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 You get that with a lot of those sort of classic costumes, what we consider to be classic costumes now. How many different ways are there to, to do a Batman cowl? Do you know what I mean? But every, yeah. Art- yeah. every artist has their particular favourite in terms of how long the ears are. Yeah, like I, Kelly Jones like, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like that in a costume. If, a char- if an artist can bring their own flair to it, if it's not just like mm. one way all the time, if someone, the artist can bring their own unique take on it. That's what I think. Uh, that, that's one aspect of a great costume design, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, I think Dread very much falls into that kind of like category for his whole costume as well. Mm. Like you can, I think different artists can take liberties with that. Oh, you look yeah. at McMahon's stuff on it compared to yeah. Boland or someone like that. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said one. Unfortunately, with those characters as well. Sorry, sorry Dan. It's like, like that's right. the people that like Dread will definitely be the vocal ones that go. I think you'll find that's not right. Yeah, yeah. Not cha- there's too many yeah. cha- links in the chain. Is it nine, thing, is nine it? links yeah. in the chain? Is it nine? Yeah. Is it okay. it's nine or seven? Yeah. But like, they're really funny about that. I mean, I couldn't give a fuck about that when I did yeah. my cover. I like, <laughs> like even my, 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 yeah. my bike, like thirty. I, <laughs> I, I, even I think I, you don't see his chain on my one, but it was. I, I'd heard that it was going to be. You know, like people might call you out on it, and I was like, I can't care about that. Like, yeah. And that, like, that's why I did my own bike on it as well because I was just like, there's no. 
there's no way I'm going to draw that bike that is yeah, on the exactly. things. Yeah. And it like, yeah, so it's... But yours was a slightly different kind of... So yours was done for the, the sort of all ages 2000 AD. That's really yeah, so I did... Yeah, I, junior yeah, AD, yeah. yeah, and the, the the interiors of it, like it has like a different sort of look generally. Like his bike is different in the book and stuff like that. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was room to like go for a different one anyway but i just those regened things i don't know the idea of 2000 ad doing them apparently is that it's not to get a new audience it's so that the dads who are reading it will give it to their kids oh hmm. uh, yeah which is quite an interesting yeah approach. that's interesting mm. trying yeah. as a tool to get the kids indoctrinated into <laughs> yeah. 2000 AD. yeah yeah mm. one uh story i've heard of uh character design and the the creator getting sick of it is uh Akira Toriyama with uh, one of the Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> Have you ever heard this one with the, the no, Cell no. character? There's a character called Cell, and he's kind of like essentially like an insect kind of guy, all in green, and he's got these little dots over him. And oh, I know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's I know what you mean. Yeah. Drawn by the guy, like he took reference every time, so all the dots are all the same. And one of the things with Dragon Ball characters, they always come back. They get like. Uh, reincarnated using the dragon balls they come back that villain he said will never come back because <laughs> he never wants to draw him again <laughs> and that's like a deciding factor like that character it's a bit different nowadays when you got the animation because they can obviously f- 3d uh, model it and they're in yeah. the same place all the time but mm. yeah he said he was never doing it again so <laughs> fair play <laughs> did you want to talk us through maybe a design project are you able to talk about that Chris, where you've, uh, yeah. you've got a script and, yeah. and then the process of designing it and going backwards and forwards—is it? Do, do does it? Are you are you sort of in service? Oh no, it's the wrong phrase. Are you sort of in contact most with the writer or the editor, or how would it work on, say, for example, the IDW project? Uh, so IDW is very much—it's it, actually been the easiest one I've ever had with right. this because, like, literally, pr- pretty much. I think apart from the main orc girl, which you you might have seen in the um, the images that yeah. come out, yeah, she is on. She's only on her second design, whereas every every other character has been their first design, which is oh wow, that's really that's really unusual. That I've never okay. had that, and I don't know whether it's they're just like fuck it, who cares? Or like it might be that you, you mean you're happy. you're just. N- you know, Smashed it's your yeah. fifth comic or, you know, fifth comic series or sixth comic, whatever it's going to be, and you're sort of nailing it now, and you? you? know, Maybe. you're kind of getting that a bit, you know? I doubt, I, I doubt it. My confidence is nowhere near there. <laughs> I'm sure it's not, man, yeah. yeah I'm but, sure it's um, great. But, yeah, this one's been really easy. I think, the, you know what, the hardest one was probably Alienated. We went through so many iterations on, um, like, character design for the, the, the kids. The kids, oh, okay. And then the Alien as well, but um, he wasn't too hard to find like we pretty much found him in like i gave him a bunch of different designs in one go so there was like i think there's four versions i did of him and then they liked one of those ones and then we just kind of ran with that but the kids i think um which kid was it uh the name of them now god it's been so long um (laughs) one of them we went through about six or seven designs of him and it was, and it was all just like fashion. It was all, it wasn't necessarily his features or anything. It was just like what clothes would this guy wear because he was, um, he was like uh, a guy who was like hiding his inner sexuality a bit, but he was very flamboyant. So it was kind okay. of like, yeah, it's like, a duality there, isn't there? It's yeah, like, so it's kind of like, on, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, he had like a Muslim background and stuff, and there was like 
it was just, it was just like hitting a sort of nice balance of like not too much on some things and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, um, I mean, that's that's designer's character development as well, isn't it? Yeah, which is an interesting angle to it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's always like always my experience is it's been equally from the editor and the writer you get a bit of feedback which i quite like really i like to because then you get a sort of uh it's more than just yourself kind of doing it because i think if you've only got one pair of eyes on a character it it doesn't you need to have other people's opinions come in on it and stuff and yeah i get you so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be doing a quiz in a minute or later on in the show which will illustrate how disastrous it can be if you just left to your own devices to create a team of heroes <laughs> 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 Sure. <laughs> yeah, good. So, is is that how it worked with Ben when you were working on Porcelain Dude? Because kind of a, an early book for you, isn't it? Early. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. All of them, really. We um, very much back and forth on every character. Like Ben likes to sort of throw in his sort of opinions on it as much as you know me putting in the artwork and stuff, mm. which I think worked very well. I think the the main thing we struggled with on the first Porcelain was those two dogs, Gog and Magog. They were like we couldn't settle on that, and the the look of the porcelain as well. They looked so different when we first oh, okay. started. Like they okay. had, they had all like metal joints and looked like they just had like plates over a metal body and stuff, which um, okay. we never really, neither of us really liked. And it took it, it like before we'd even drawn the book, we back and forth about what they'd look like for ages. But and there was a whole thing with Gog and Magog, like I, like. The first book, I hate the way they look, but we just ended up doing this kind of like bear dog thing. <laughs> and then for the rest of the books, I just wanted to make them look like big panthers or dogs because it was a lot easier to sort of get my head round rather than these big right. bulbous bear dog things. <laughs> in the first one. Um, I mean, how does Ben compare to G. Willow Wilson? Do, they, do you get, when you get a script through, do mm. you get like... um? almost like, I don't know, a Bible or an introduction or something like that from them that includes reference photographs and stuff that, that just sort of almost like a vibe of how they want it to be? Or... Yeah, pretty much both of them have been right. exactly that. Yeah. Um, literally, I've had what we've we've got a document called like a sort of Bible of hunger in the dusk and stuff, but that's yeah. not necessarily just characters. That's like world building. And then she's gone into like religions and stuff like that and like there's different orc tribes and then like what their marriage ceremonies are and things like oh, that right. which i absolutely love and then ben's very detailed as well i think ben yeah. actually in comparison to the two ben would refer what he thought um an actor might be to relate the character to okay um, okay get the name of oh like so um uh uncle in it as you might I don't know if you remember in the back of the first book, we all we said that he was based on um, Uncle Phil from uh, yeah, uh, of course, uh, yeah, Fresh Prince because you know oh, of course, bloody uh, hell, yeah, yeah, J- yeah. Uh, James Avery, Avery. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, him. Um, and then there was uh, the um, there was some of the the sort of lawyer that they you see a lot of in the other two books, um, yeah. Prosper. He uh, he was based on. Oh, I forget the name of the actor, but he's in uh, the Last Crusade. He's the sort of guy who's uh, got the fez and he's with the Templars and stuff, and they uh, have the oh, fight on the okay. speedboat. Yeah, um, yeah. He like referenced him as like if he was going to be like anyone, it would be yeah. this guy. So Ben was always a bit more like kind of yeah, you could base it on this actor, yeah. but 
it's like, yeah. it's like in, in, in some ways, like when I'm sort of writing things, I'm I'm almost casting it in my head. Yeah, even I do that, even yeah. if the voice isn't the same, just just visually. Mm. Oh, yeah. I can imagine this person looking like that, and it's a mm. it's a it's a starting block for you to sort of. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a it's a very valid one yeah. to do. But as well as these sort of like these Bibles or these reference documents, there's all of the knowledge and the stuff that you like that you bring to it as well. It's not like they're painting the whole picture and you're going, yes, no. I'll do it exactly like that. Yeah, it's a collaboration, mm. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. So what? You know what? Then you know you're you're given like a, a character detail and just say a casting reference of what they look like. Mm. You know what do you like to pull from? What references do you like to pull? Because obviously you must do a lot of research and mm. you have the sort of characters you like designing yourself. Mm. You know, so what is that process like? Once you've got been given that little document, how do you put your spin on it? Uh, it's definitely just through iteration. I find it, you know like character design stuff i kind of yeah i sort of like i'll I'll definitely recently in the last few books i've worked on it's been kind of like i'll go on pinterest and i'll just make a bunch of folders and like kind of throw reference in for this character or this okay like villain or something like that and just Pinterest is great just in there. terms of just yeah man yeah, yeah a lot of people seem to use that yeah that it's great because you can like like we are like all of our hunger and dust stuff we've got it between me and the editors and willow and we it's hidden so nobody else can see it mm. but there's but they you know you can share it with other people and it's brilliant that and like willow throws in stuff and i throw in stuff and you know it's yeah i would have loved this like 10 years ago to have pinterest as a sort of yeah, everyone's got Google. So it's like a but, pin board with lots of pictures on that you want to add yeah. to. Is it that yeah, sort of thing, and you can it, make right? a folder and just go, this folder's like this character's inspiration. Mm. And yeah. like, oh, okay. And then like a like, mood board. Yeah, it, it takes yeah. it takes um, basically links from different websites and stuff. It just shows the image. Yeah. Because you go, you see a cool picture, you know, you've got like a pin board full of artwork. You can click on that bit of artwork to see it better. But it, there's a link also to go to the website, etc. You know, mm. I've, I've used yeah. it for quite a lot of things in terms of. Mm character art or you know just just even like just background faces if you just want someone like what's a generic villager you mm. know i mean if you just type that in you'll just get loads of wonderful concept yeah. art and different yeah, yeah. stuff yeah like it's that. great yeah so i, I sort of... of see a generic villager as somebody sort of wanders about in fields and cuts the heads off animals okay well that, yeah. that, that's what Who we would... all do tony what kind yeah. of sick animal would do that <laughs> <laughs> No idea. <laughs> I think I've been very public about this this thing that happened. <laughs> Not a hidden thing. Like <laughs> I think I put it up on my Instagram. So yeah, I do. I do want to see the the skull of a deer on the uh, in in the background in one of the the pictures because that would fit perfectly into one of these orc taverns oh, yeah. or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could probably just do a massive version of the one I've got. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, I use Pinterest a lot. For that sort of stuff um recently i've actually been buying books like two two of my picks if we discuss picks later on are picks that i got to sort of for inspiration for the books that I'm oh, okay interesting um, gotcha i'm i may be talking um some art books as well okay. oh, mm. oh yeah nice. i mean do you go do you go into the whole i know some guys who get like jane's book of weapons and you know, this sort of thing if they're mm. doing a military book and do you, do you do you invest in that sort of thing almost have it on the shelf next to you that you can yeah sometimes yeah i mean yeah. like because my brother makes uh weapons for films and he's given me a few swords to uh, nice. play around with and he's actually making me a sword 
uh, for reference based on oh wow the main character's sword, which is not. It's just a little fun. I don't need it, but I was just like, can I have? This? Oh, how are you going to so, want it? Oh, that's yeah, written. Yeah, yeah. It? So yeah you, do, uh, you do need it. Let's be honest. Yeah. You do need do, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, don't lie to yourself, Chris. No. <laughs> I thought he just got socks for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's legitimate. Um, so going back to when you get the script, so you get the script through, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. guessing for all the, all the people you're working with, the characters are named. Um, yeah, quite often. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're okay. just like we. Re- uh, Willow's referenced a few characters being uh, a red shirt, which I guess oh, okay. we know is yeah. a, a throwaway character that will probably yeah. die. Um, yeah, that happens sometimes. But I mean, comics is very famous for the name of the character implies, you know, character or power or mm. you know, yeah. where they are in society and stuff like that. Do mm. do you suddenly get you know an image of you know King of the Orcs has appeared, you know, and this sort of thing? You think right, well, yeah, okay, right, you know. You know. Yeah, there's definitely on some of the orc names and stuff. You can like it's kind of funny because all the orc names sound like orc names. Like the main one's called Troth, and the, right. uh, there's one that I literally designed last week called Carrick, and he's like a big brutish one and stuff. Do you like John Carrick, the uh, the singer from? Uh... No, okay, sorry. Uh, right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's the old man reference of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like, you know, I'm just thinking from a Saturday fantasy voice, sort of bobbin fire ass or someone like that, you know, and you think, yeah. oh, right, okay. Oh, God, let's, let's all write that down. Bobbin fire <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the thing is, it works with, like, superheroes as well. Like, I think it's a dangerous thing sometimes if you're not creating uh, a main character. I think, I think for instance, um, Willow saying, like, it's a red shirt. Immediately, that's also a don't spend hours on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no point. Whereas if like you know, oh, here, here's one of the main characters. They're called Elias Redstorm. And you <laughs> yeah. just think, like, okay, yeah. okay. Pump in hours of work to some character you're not ever, ever going to use. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd uh, do that with Christian. I'd just do it for a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, like, I, I kind of like I do tend to probably over design throwaway characters on it because sometimes you end up drawing them more than once and it's good to have a even just a quick character sheet yeah so, yeah I'll do I'll do a rough one of even sort of villager one, one villager two yeah, and stuff yeah. like that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um but I'll, like the main ones I'll do like a full color sort of sketch yeah um from different angles and stuff like that I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for all of that stuff when it comes to like mm. the back back matter of books and stuff and seeing how characters mm. change and you know um, yeah. whether, whether it be comics or or movie art books and where you see all this stuff like this is amazing. I didn't see a single bit of this in the yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm always so gutted when we don't like if I work on a book and it's there's no like character sketches in the back. But I think that happened with all of my DC stuff. Well, oh, I, mean, right. I think some some Batgirl stuff had it in, but mm. like uh, the Nightwalker book I did, the Batman one, that was we did so much design stuff for that, and none of it went in the back of it. Oh man, <laughs> I was gutted. But you know, that's the way it goes. Because I, I think yeah. I think people love to see that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I do. That's why they do film art books, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's why yeah. you buy. It's why you buy the hardback for me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You, yeah, you, know, you could just buy the issues or the trade if you get buy a hardback because you want that extra stuff in it. You know? But do mm. they do? But do they do that with like Marvel and DC stuff though? 
they do occasionally. Some, sometimes yeah. they do. Because I remember seeing some Sarah Pacelli stuff for um, Ultimate Spider-Man, like when mm. she did initially okay. Miles Morales stuff. But I yeah. can't think of other books yeah. that have done it. You know, I think the Batgirl one would be due it because that was quite a groundbreaking series from the you know, from the sort of the new design costume and there was a lot of talk about the characters in it and mm. stuff like that, wasn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. That, was quite that was a revolution. Who was it who did the Batgirl costume? Uh it was oh. Cameron Stewart and Batman. Cameron, That's it. Cameron Stewart, yeah. yeah that, that famous cover in there, you were the selfie thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that was yeah. that was one of the last, like for me, like major like moments, character concept moments because it felt like that hit and it was just like a wave that just washed over the industry that it was like you were seeing fan art of Batgirl is... everywhere you were, yeah. Seeing, yeah. You were dressing yeah. up as Batgirl everywhere mm. you know I think sometimes because I, I work with you guys but when whenever I write a character I write this sort of with the thing I did with you Dan I wrote like a sort of you know a page and a half of what yeah. the person was about before and, and I was chatting to Rachel Ball the other day and she was saying why don't you publish the stuff because I got a bit carried away with her character and wrote like a long essay about it she says, well, why don't you publish that? And I'm thinking, I don't really want that part of her background out there. That was for you almost. It's a weird one, isn't so it? So you know it as an artist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Strange right. one. All right. Here's a question before we get into like the, the, the ups and downs of all this. Um, in terms of like the, the superhero world and like, or, or the big two or whatever, there are many characters who have had a bazillion costume designs. Um, what, is, what is the one character that you just don't want to see another d- take on that character. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There are some that are just sort of like, there's, there's too many. It doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> if, if that makes it, that sounds really depressing when I put it like that. But <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, for instance, for me, and I know there, there's always going to be, you know, um, it's an endless opportunity to redesign this character. But a Spider-Man costume, we've had so many of them yes me totally where are you know where are we now with the spider-man costume i know we've got some good like sight there's the venom and there's the i mean it used to be it was just a tweak wasn't it there was just a tweak the amount of webbing under the arms and this sort of thing and then they went off on one didn't they and then that armor and all sorts of things going on didn't they and it adds adds more for instance when you have like the video games because the video games has all the different costumes. You can try all the different yeah, costumes. Yeah, yeah. And then they create new costumes to be to be in these games. Which is great when you're playing the game and you can be whoever you want. And there's It's got to be part of the, the revenue income. You know, to, to oh, keep yeah. changing these, you know, to give them that extra skin. You, you, what yeah, they call you, it you, games, you create, yeah, you create a, a, a Spider-Man costume for Marvel. That's a Funko. Bam. Yeah. Just like that. And it goes <laughs> into whatever video game they're in as an alternative yeah, totally. and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally, but I'm but because of that, and I I feel the same with with Batman. These are the two for me because I'm kind of like, there's been a million. I just I always re, I always retreat to the the version that I like, like the original Spider Man. And for me, for me, it's the Batman with the yellow symbol. But that's by the bottom. Yeah, um, I actually think Batman has been fairly static for a while. You know, there's not been. You know, since we had the sort of Azrael stuff. Yeah, no, I tried to redesign the wheel on him, you know what I mean? Yeah, they've not gone but, mental on it. It's just, yeah. Well, at the same time, for me, there's always something like, let, let's put him in a suit of armour. Do you know what I mean? There was a real sort of like, let's make him a knight. Do you know what I mean? Thing yeah, I mean, that's while. the sort of Elseworlds one. I mean, that's still going on there. The Elseworlds, you know, which is yeah. also yeah. an evolution of what happened in like the Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that with his 
big armor and then you got yeah, that yeah, yeah. horrible Batman versus Superman film. The the one that I just find awfully fucking self indulgent and just just for me it's just like a load of kids drawing different costumes who are at fashion school is this whole um X Men Gala thing. I just haven't seen anything that's come out of it that I thought was any good at all. You find it sort of slightly yeah. repulsive to be fair. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. I've got to put a shout out to one character, and I'm gonna look. PJ Montgomery brought this up when he replied to our tweet about the costumes, because he's he's a devout follower of the the Electric Superman. Oh yeah, he likes okay. that, the, the, yeah, blue, yeah. the blue and white white. Well, I remember when that came out. And there was that was one of the the earliest nerd, not nerd rage, but that sort of like that's not Superman. That was I quite got, divisive, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I quite like the design. Now I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. they try they try something. That's fucking brave what they did. Um, but yeah. how do you feel about that costume for Superman? I can see why people wouldn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the first time I've seen it tonight, and I can't right. say I'm a fan. But there was a blue one and a red one, wasn't there? There was yeah. actually two yeah. versions split, of it. Didn't yeah. It? yeah. 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 It's quite a radical kind of change. He looks like a different character. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And, and and just to clarify, PJ did say that in the Superman comics he wasn't very well written, but Grant Morrison in the GLA actually wrote him quite well and did and did his whole power thing quite well. Um, but I know that's certainly one of the big characters. That was a ma- that was a massive thing when that came out, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, and then before that, we had his hair, we had his mullet as well, didn't we? The mullet. Yeah. What year was that? That was late nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. I reckon. Yeah, ninety eight apparently. Yeah. Okay, I'm generally not mad of like what Marvel's done with the uh, here's like Spider Man in a million different versions with different costumes, and here's Captain America in a million different versions with different costumes, and they're all they're not uh, Peter Parker or uh, Steve Rogers, and it's just like man, I feel like you're diluting your character a bit there. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah, it, it chips away at it a little bit. You, you, if people want uh, Captain America story, surely you'd go for and you've got Steve Rogers alive in the continuity, why wouldn't you, you use him? I, I'm I know generally got... invested in one character, and I want to know how they are and how they're doing, yeah. and stuff like that. If there's 43 of them, I'm not... It, it walks yeah, just, it down, definitely. Yeah. 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 I think that's what someone was saying with an issue, like with the multiverse stuff, if, if there's a million versions of the same character, so why would I care about one of them, uh, all of them? And I think most of the time, like when they mix up the costumes... Um, th- there's no real need for it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, for for me, there's the Peter Parker sort of Spider-Man, and there's the Miles Morales Spider-Man, and I love Miles Morales's costume as well. It's just mm. fucking, it looks fucking awesome. You don't need to mess about with it too much. It's like they got both <laughs> of them right. You don't need to fiddle. Yeah, mm. a few people came up with the um, Sue Storm boo window. Crop top oh, that's one. on my list for. Oh, uh, is it? Uh, okay. <laughs> let's let's skip over that one and go to the uh, Cosmic Boy Basque. Does anyone remember that? What? When it looked like he had a basque on. Oh no, no, not so. That's yeah, terrible. Just Google Cosmic Boy. Have a look. Um, Eamon sent it through as a. Um, I think I'm going to say Dave. It's not Dave Cochran. I think it's what well, it might be Mike Grell or someone like that. And then Wonder Man went through. Um, one of my favourite costumes ever is Wonder Man in his <laughs> safari suit. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's a fashion statement that I could make. Um, but then <laughs> he went. They went mad with his stuff after that. It's quite a suit, take, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's all right. Is a- it is it pink or is it skin? I can't. I can't tell whether it's like it's skin and like a black basque thing underneath it, you know, like just up to his nipples, isn't it? Yeah, because the the picture I'm looking at is like he's got a lighter face than the rest of his. Yeah, I think that's a mistake. I think it is meant to be uh... skin. I think so, anyway. Yeah, imagine yeah. that guy coming to save. That's a, that's a look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys? Have you guys seen it? If not, I'll, I'll text it to you now. 
Uh, I think I did. I did look through the thread and saw them all. But uh, yeah. yeah, we sent it through. It's a it's a classic. You know, someone turned up. Uh, you know, one of those parties you have been dressed like that it wouldn't be a surprise. But it's not <laughs> the sort of thing you'd want. You know, yeah. that's the Tony Esmond Saturday evening. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also the Kill Raven, oh, the, the Kill Raven Mankini is another one that Eamon has, has mentioned. Yeah, um, which I'll send to you guys. Someone posted you know, that, that Aquarius one. You know, it's basically oh, just yeah. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Space Jesus. Yeah. 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 Jesus, is that Wonder Man? Oh, no, no that's, that's, uh, that's Cosmic Boy. Cosmic Boy, right, okay. Yeah. 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 Send Kill Raven the, just looks like uh, the wrestler Nikolai Volkov. Uh, anyone who knows wrestling might recognize I'm totally yeah. fine with Kill uh, Raven's costume because that's like, that's the book, isn't it? That's the setting. Not if you were wearing it, Dan. No, oh, no, God, yeah, oh, but like. What an image. <laughs> Those two stars are like explosive throwing stars as well. That's cool, isn't it? It's the same with like what Atomic Kirk would wear. Do you know what I mean? What kind He's, of. Uh, yeah. What would you give to Adam on that? Like saying. What, uh, uh, did he just went off and quite did it? Quite a lot. Of, well, I, I was using a Polaroid camera for that one. So, oh, okay. yeah, a lot of strutting about in the garden. Yeah. That sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Like, like big, like the deep lunges. Yeah, the, deep lunges with yeah. just a banana tucked down my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in front of the office no need for the banana from what you've told me Tony hey uh, hey. <laughs> what, what else did we get through can we got loads in Come on, what else did we get through um, um, characters. you're right one the Aquarian yeah that's a good one I think yeah. you're right around that one yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Hardingham uh, said uh, Johnny Alpha is one of the best costumes for him that's a good one Yeah, I do like Johnny Alpha he, that's another one that must be really complicated to draw and easy to get wrong and Man, I, that fucking helmet of his is a nightmare. Yeah, but yeah. It's, but it's also um, quite revolutionary. I, I think a lot of people sort of stole that idea, especially like the the puffy side bits. It's hard yeah. to explain yeah. it, isn't it? It's yeah. almost like a proto image co- comic kind of dress, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> profit, profit. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah, yeah. totally nicked that. Yeah, but he just yeah. has it sitting on his face without none of the, the helmet behind it. Yeah. So I, I don't really, I never really understood what that was. Yeah. Stuart said Carl Rayner as Green Lantern. That's, okay. that's a funny one. I remember that coming out and everyone going, what's all that about? But I kind of like that sort I of really, mask. I, I Actually, really like that. It works as a mask, doesn't it? Yeah, Un- really unlike like the, the rest of the Green Lantern mask. He yeah. did also mention uh, the Azrael and uh, Batman, uh, Superman, Spider-Man 2099, which is a fucking great... I really like that costume. Yeah. Mm. Another one not easy to draw, I'm imagining. No. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have but, you done any of these as commissions or anything, Chris? I've nicely. No, um... No, no, none of them. No, okay. uh, I'd love to do an Asriel one. I think that'd be. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what's that video game movie thing that you like? Did you work on it? Video game movie. About Knights Templar. Oh, Assassin's that's Creed. Oh, yeah, there's a bit uh, of that in there somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, I can see Almost. it in the hood. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah for sure. Um, and the the wrist blades—they're a bit smaller. <laughs> but, um, they're quite big wrist blades, there, aren't they? Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's uh, Joe Casada, isn't it? He did that one. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like that character. He's back at the moment. He's back now. Is it Joe Casada yeah. who who designed that? Is I'm it? pretty sure he did the costume. Maybe because yeah, it definitely right. feels um, sort of reminiscent to. Remember Ash, the character he. Yeah, he yes. does. Yeah, this is the later version of it, but it was slightly different to start with. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's back. Got his own series again now. Didn't it start off in a miniseries? That sort of uh, as yeah, That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and I like Damien sent one in Grimjack. I'm a massive fan of. He says, Grimjack, some cool elements to design, but bloody hell, he looks like he's run through a charity shop. <laughs> I, have to, I can't place that bloody so costume. True. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm going to send it to you again. It's uh, it's oh, a oh yes, yeah. It, it, Tim Truman is you know just brilliant <laughs> and that stuff. But... That's such well put, Damien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sending it to you now, shot. Christian. Yeah. yeah, he looks like a character from Highlander too, doesn't he? Like, yeah. He does. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you notice in that program about dragons or whatever it is the bloke that um, <laughs> Doctor Who plays looks like the Kurgan? Did you notice that? <laughs> the bloke that Doctor Who plays. You know the the in Matt the Smith. dragon thing about yeah. dragons, Matt Smith. Yeah, he looks like the Kurgan. Oh yeah, there's a bit of that going on. Yeah, yeah I like that. He also looks cool. like one of the visionaries. Shout out oh to all yeah! The, shout yeah, out to yeah. all the people who know visionaries. Knights of the Magical yeah, Light. Magical, yeah, they were totally the Knights of the Magical Light. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god have you ever have you, had a, have you ever had a row with a writer or an editor chris about fuck me i can't draw this man not over and over it's like drawing the thing or something i imagine i wouldn't want to do a comic with the thing in because it'd drive me nuts no because it's all my own fault whenever i get <laughs> right into that. i think there was only one that i asked to change and it was uh on batgirl there was um character called the vulture i think Okay. Magpie, no magpie. Yeah, magpie. Yeah, yeah. That was a yeah, John yeah. Byrne creation, isn't it? I think. I think so. Yeah, and the one that they like when I was drawing it, there hadn't been like a a revamp of it, and she was just this woman in like this flat latex like corset with like thigh high boots on. And, she looks like this... something out of a Duran Duran video. Or yeah, something like that just like, yeah. like in comparison to the world that she like was about to be in again, it was like she just looked out of place. So I said, "Can I give her a?" costume change for this and they said yeah and they liked it as well so went with that but i've not i've not really like um rubbed up against anyone no, I, you know yeah i've done that <laughs> it's, I've been, done it's that. been so long um <laughs> I've, no i've not really had a a proper problem with anyone in the characters i can imagine me and ben probably had some kind of thing we, we compromised on with like a character but i can't Think right. of what it would be now. Maybe for, it might have been Briar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's about Briar. You didn't really put any work into that artwork, did me? Did you? No, Fucking hell. No. That was a, every that was page a is like a month's work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the, the only thing I think about you, artists, I occasionally think this when I'm reading superhero comics. About my theory you is artists. You, oh, art monkey, <laughs> sorry, art monkeys. Is that um, when whenever I see a superhero with a full face mask, I thought, yeah, that's because they can't be bothered to draw any features. <laughs> when you think about it stuff that's superhero wise it does cut down on a lot of facial acting doesn't it if you've got like a massive mask over the top you know, like daredevil or someone how, you know, how do you feel about Panther. the the superhero eyes with with or without pupils i'd go for without pupils without yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah yeah i think did i do no i didn't i didn't get to do that with batgirl because she's got the big yeah like her eyes and are it, part of the costume and it's, it's interesting because like if you think about it in context it, Batman should never have no pupils, like in, in real life. But it just looks weird. As soon as you draw but, Batman face and then like draw eyes on it, yeah. it's like, oh, this, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. Not sure about that. Yeah, <laughs> I think he loses loses his like stoicism, doesn't he? With it, like, yeah, like, kind of. He doesn't mystery. look as like grim and like black. You know, like, uh, he just loses authority. I think when he's yeah. got eyeballs, yeah, <laughs> it's like Judge Dredd. Like you can't see his eyes, yeah. can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like somebody having sunglasses on when they're talking to you, isn't it? You can't really like properly read their face. It it takes away yeah. the, the emotional connection you have to someone. As soon as you can look someone in the eyes, you can you know sometimes you can tell when they're lying or like when they're stoned or anything like that. But um, but when you don't when you have a character that has, you don't know what's going on in their head. 
Mm. They just look like that. And next time I come around your house, Christian, I'm going to wear sunglasses for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear them right back. <laughs> 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 so, kind of uh, the, the character bio and sort of backstory it essentially informs what the design's going to be. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Think, like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if uh, uh, one of the, the characters I'm going to bring up about, like, the, the poor costume design, it seems like their whole, the idea and the backstory of what the character's about is just, that's just gone by to buy and thrown out the window and they've decided to go with what's popular at the moment and as, okay. it, it yeah. doesn't work for that reason. Mm. Do you, I mean, do you have to think about the fashions of things? You know, I suppose you do when you're drawing sort of more civilian clothes, but... Mm. Does that is that part of it? You know what's going on in the movies, and we're not quite believing this that used to be. You know, like Iron Man's nose, for example, that would never wash anymore. No, no, you know, no. there's all, you know, there's sort of things that are going on in comics. You, do you look around and see what everyone else's you know is popular? I suppose I don't know. Yeah, sometimes like with haircuts and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I, that's a good point. Yeah. With yeah. my own stuff, when I've had that, I've tried not to base it on like modern haircuts because it's just that stuff ages it. Like yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like one thing we did with Alienated was we tried not to age it too much. Like um, that's not an easy thing like, to do it, when you're dealing with yeah, teenagers and, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and yeah. They, they use their phones a lot in it and stuff. But then, like when I do TVs, I do like old TVs and things like that. And like computers would look a bit older than you. Uh, like you know, they'd have like the big block yeah. monitor computers and stuff like that quite often. Yeah, I remember some people like in comments would be like. What time period is this setting? <laughs> like, well, that's the point. It's like yeah, I don't know if you've watched Sex Education on Netflix. Yeah, it's a really, really strange place to place, isn't it? That, yeah, you know. and I think that's good. I think that's a good yeah. way to go. I think is not to age it too much because I think you just then your book becomes t- part of that era and then it might lose its charm. Or yeah, like yeah. Know. I mean, but, that's self-evident with a lot of nineties books, isn't it? You know. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The weird that the 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 Cavalier boots that everyone used to get. Like Cap had them for a while, you know, like the the, the turnover things. Yeah, mm. used to be all in, in costumes and giving them flares and stuff like that. You can always mm. tell when you're reading like some of the older '70s Marvel stuff where all the bugs got hats on. Yeah, you know, Kirby always put them in like you know Madison Avenue hats and suits yeah. and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was like nineties like X Men stuff when they're like out of their costumes and they're like in civvy costumes and they're like oh, God, giant yeah. shoulder pads. Yeah, <laughs> like. <laughs> The men have got their trousers pulled right up to their belly button. <laughs> yeah. That with like a What's tank wrong with top. That? <laughs> <laughs> like you wear trousers. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think you're right there. I think as well. I think uh, part of it is, I mean, something like Dick Coe or Kirby, you know, there is a certain aging in their work, isn't there? Because of the fashions they use. And stuff. Mm. There really yeah. is. I mean, yeah, there's nothing mean. wrong with it as well, I don't think. I think I just prefer to avoid it in my own stuff. Fair enough. But, yeah. Um, I can get. I can totally get behind why people do. Use yeah, that. I, I went right off a book recently. Um, that I reviewed that was um, meant to be about eighties um, sort of porn stars and stuff, and they were giving them like shaved side of heads and full mm. sleeve tattoos and stuff right, like that. And I'm not, thinking, yeah. nah, 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 nah. nah. Mm. What's all that about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you have to, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Didn't feel like proper porn to me, Vince. <laughs> Never does, does it? Do you no. want to talk about it, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for another episode. <laughs> what? Okay, right. Before we get into the, the our little list, and, and we've got a little, a short little quiz as well. Um, yeah. 
Now, Chris, we want your honesty now. <laughs> right. Two questions. What's your favourite thing to draw in a costume? Oh, favourite thing to draw? Yeah, could no. be... Could a be, cod piece. <laughs> could be jackets, could be masks, helmets, gloves. What particular part oh. of a costume do you enjoy, like... Masks? Yeah. yeah. Um, recently, it's been... Uh, on the Hunger in the Dusk, it's been armor. I've been like him drawing, oh wow, designing nice. different armor. Are you doing a lot of research into that, dude? You or... uh, yeah, like because we like we've done. So the orcs are supposed to be sort of slightly uh, Mongolian-ish. Okay, like, yeah, um, like you know, sort of Khan the hordes, sort stuff. of yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh, I won't talk about the villains, but the the. The, and then the sort of um, the heroes and like the sort of the other main character, like the men characters in no, it, men um, like human characters in it. They're sort of all like a mix of knights and Vikings, sort of armor oh, cool. sort mm. of thing. So it's like a bit of a mix match because they're supposed to be like on the brink of extinction themselves, and it's all different cultures come together so no it's, like it's great when you get to play this sounds brilliant yeah, man. yeah with a yeah. reference because i remember i went to um what's the is it pit museum in oxford recently mm. um top floor of that is just the best because it's just armor mm. and swords and guns and things like that but mm. it's but because it's it's from all around the world just seeing it's so fascinating to see how armor from different cultures yeah man. and, yeah, and yeah. When, you, yeah. when you can take those different cultures like mm. and just mix them together yeah. Everyone had their own way of making like. Sometimes you look at the designs and you just think that's so unbelievably intricate. Yeah. And then you try to imagine someone running into a war, and it's probably going to get absolutely mashed up. Yeah. Well, I mean, part, part a big part of that thing as well is is how much these things weigh. Yeah. So if you actually do your research and you hold a sword, you can't hold a sword like the way some people do in comics. You know, it's no. just not possible. No. You know, and the same with armor because a lot of it wasn't very light. You know, and what yeah. you could see out of helmets, yeah. and there's all yeah. these huge mount to it. You know, and mm. I, I must say that experience of going to that museum was an eye opener for me as well, because you could have lots of reference books. You could look on, you know, the internet's wonderful, um, but I must say, seeing these things and getting a sense of scale and what it looks like and the textures, it just changes things, doesn't it? Because mm. like you can mm. see, you know, you can see an intricate samurai armor. We've seen a million pictures of samurai armor. But then when you see a, a, like a suit of armour in front of you and you think, wow, I didn't realise yeah, yeah, how yeah. difficult was that to put on or, or, or wield. Or, we'll or be mentioning that later, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, don't, let's, let's lean heavily into Chris and get him to do all this research before he actually draws anything. Yeah. That's good. I think you should <laughs> yeah. only be able yeah. to draw it unless you've had a fight whilst yeah. wearing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd quite happily do that for yeah. every, uh, yeah. every time <laughs> I had to do that. That'd be great so, fun. So you love drawing armour. Okay. What's the... What's the thing you like least like to think about when it comes to a costume? Uh, oh, shit. Um, That's not to say it's bad. It's just one of those, oh, I've got to think about another yeah. type of boot to draw. <laughs> you know what? Boots are a fucking pain in the ass like, recently. <laughs> there we go. Like, like, yeah. And like whether you put armor on a boot or not and like, <laughs> and then just having to redraw it like hundreds of times. I think that... Also, just with recently, I've had to because we've been doing different cultures for like different 
types of warriors and stuff like that. Mm. And then it's like trying to figure out which, if you're going to put a pattern on an armor and then if yeah. you're going to stick with that and then it's sort of looking, you know, you can't just draw a squiggly line on one person and then draw a squiggly line on another person. It, it just, I don't know, for me anyway, I over detail everything. So it's, it, yeah, it's probably, do, man. I probably yeah. don't need to put patterns on armor and things mm-hmm. like that, but I do over. But this is another difference between being an artist and being a reader, consumer. This sounds fucking amazing to me because my sort of comics OCD is already categorizing, oh, you've got Vikings, what are they going to be? Oh, you've got Knights, what are they going to be? Oh, you've got Orcs, what are they going to be? And it's like, it's brilliant for me as a reader, but for you guys, it's a fucking absolute headache, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I do I do love doing that stuff as well. Yeah. When yeah. you've got enough time to spend on it, it's yeah, nice. that's true. But when you're in the yeah. rush, yeah. it's not. Fun it's the difference because, between yeah. when they made the Lord of the Rings trilogy and when they made the Hobbit. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you know I mean? it's funny. There's three Hobbit movies. Is that right? I can't believe you don't know that, Tony. Anyway, no, I right. didn't know that till today. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not missing. Yeah, yeah they anything. shouldn't have been, but that's by. You the can way. read that book in an afternoon. I know. Uh, I know. I Watch the extended versions of the Hobbit films, man. They're way better uh, if uh, if you watch. I I'm a total slut for Lord of the Rings stuff, so uh, I could watch hours of it. So am I, man. I watched the uh, new. Um, I watched two of the new Battle of uh, Planet of the Apes movies today. They were good. Nice, yeah, they're good, man. Yeah, yeah. The one with Mark Wahlberg. No, that's the that's the. Oh <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> Burn. <laughs> we we might have to just have a like a watch along episode where Tony has to watch the Mark Wahlberg. Play. I saw that the pictures that one. Fucking hell, that uh, was the a, pictures. That was a, a hot the and pictures. That's all I think I did as well. You know, I think yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will say that the monkey makeups are absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah somebody yeah. acting in the monkey makeup. It's good. Yeah, Tim yeah. Roth's great in it. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. 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 Helen Bonacart has never been so hot as well. Yeah, I'll do a dress. Yeah. Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, 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 we we had a, a fun little conversation. Who wants who wants to lead this in? Can I can I ask that we do all of ours at once? Because one of mine, it, the best and worst, is created by the same artist. Wow. Okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. So I just thought that might be quite an interesting thing to talk about because it's obviously slightly writer led as well. Mm. Um. Can I just I do mine first? Yeah, yeah. So basically, sure, okay. what, what, for it, I? Yeah, yeah. Basi- basically, um, it's just it's not best and worst. It's our personal choice, favorites, as a, yeah. A, yeah. Pers- yeah. personal favorites, and ones we don't like. Um, yeah. So, so we've got one choice for yes, this is amazing, I love it, and another choice for oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah a bit like that. Yeah, not can't stand it for me. It's just like yeah. fucking. What were they thinking? Almost, do you know, in my head? Yeah. Um, so my favorite in and I went at this for these. These are one of the things I I used in mine is original and iconic so almost like you can tell from a silhouette mm. what this character is which i think is an interesting concept it doesn't have to be i don't think that's a necessity for yeah. a character but for this one it really works and mine's the silver surfer and both of my characters are by created by jack kirby and stan lee now technically silver surfer wasn't created by jack by stanley because jack drew it into a picture and stanley went what's that and sort of leaped on it, you know? And I just really like it. And it was brought, I was thinking, I was thinking out about this all this morning, thinking, who am I going to say for the photo? And then I, I went back and saw that Sean Phillips poster for the lakes this year, which is the Silver Surfer going across like low. Oh, yeah, lake. that's great. Yeah. And it's such from a distance, but it's so, it's just him, you know? Mm. And I love the simplicity of that. So it's, it's almost like, um, 
I don't know, almost like a religious something about it. Although he's riding a surfboard, he's almost like this sort of messianic character in a way, isn't he? Mm, this sort yeah. of tragic, mm. sort of quasi-religious, you know, he's he's basically attached to a god as an angel thing going on, isn't there? You know, mm. I think and, it's such a lovely design. And and like how the surfboard is intrinsically part of who yeah. he is. Yeah. And I've he's long been my, my grail. It was my grail issue for a long time, Silver Surfer 1, which somebody very kindly, I'm not allowed to say it was, but very kindly bought me a copy of it. And um, it's always been one of my favourites. And Kirby's, you know, Mount Rushmore for me, you know, he's, he's right up there. Um, and I think when it went from Kirby to being John Buscema, um, and he made him much more tragic and this sort of sad character tra- trapped on Earth, I really fell in love with him as a character. I just thought this is just the perfection. Um, mm. But created by the same people... <laughs> Is um my worst of, which it, fortunately he has changed since, but was the original version of Iceman, who basically looked like a snowman. <laughs> he oh, did, yeah. did he? <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he looked like melted marshmallow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And t- in such a point where people like put carrots for a nose and stuff on him, don't they? You know, it's almost yeah, like yeah. that. Um, and when you think about that, was by Stan and Jack again. Um, and, but I can imagine that you know the scripts or the phone call, whatever it is, from Stan has come through to Jack and saying, and one of them's going to be made of snow and ice, you know. And Stan's like, oh, Jack's like, oh fuck all this, you know. And this <laughs> bloke looks like he's made up of snowballs, you know. Yeah, with a pair of boots, uh, isn't it? Didn't they yeah, didn't they, exactly. Didn't they bring that look back fairly they recently? Did, yeah, very briefly they had him back as that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of liked it because I think I saw it as, um... oh fucking hell, where did I see that? Oh, I'm I'm going to fall out of this because I, I forget where I've seen it. But it's, <laughs> I have seen it, and I, I remember thinking, oh, "I quite like that." But I can understand why you don't like it as well. Like, yeah, I get you. It doesn't yeah. look as cool. Yeah, I've always liked the '90s one where he's got the sort of icicle blades coming off his back and stuff. Like oh, that. I know what you oh, mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they made yeah. him much more after that. He became. He almost looked like he was made of a diamond. You yeah. know, sort of that sort and, of shot. Yeah. yeah, and that and was I know at the when, point um, when they were really focusing on. Actually, he might be one of the most powerful X Men ever. Yeah, they, when you think they, about it, he probably is quite powerful, isn't he? Yeah. You can, you know, icicle your brain or something yeah. from the distance or something, you know. But the, the thing is that when Byrne, I was reading an interview with John Byrne today about this, and he was saying somebody had asked him in the in this panel he was doing about why didn't you bring back Iceman when you brought back, um, um, you know, Cyclops and Angel and stuff like that into the Uncanny X Men. And he says, because I hated drawing him because he was just <laughs> a nightmare to draw. <laughs> when you think he's. In the same way, similar way to the silver surface, he's a reflective surface, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah which like, must yeah. be an absolute nightmare to draw. Just walking, he's a walking mirror almost. Doesn't make him this frosted glass kind of look. Yeah, mm. and I know recently, I know in the scene of Grace and you know some other stuff, he's been this almost like it's almost like a blue quality to him, isn't there? There's this sort of, you know, because um, I kind of as a kid I thought he he transformed into ice. It's a really strange one, but surely he didn't. He was just encased in ice. It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Does it work as a design? Because he's basically a walking piece of ice. Well, ice isn't very, you know, you have to have 84 bits of articulation for him to walk around. Yeah, you know, it not work, that, yeah. It? yeah. Um, but he's not a like a big one. chunky guy, is he? Like when he's wearing the no, ice. No, he's not though, is he? Yeah, it's like it's he's made of ice. Rare. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is a strange, a strange design. You know, I think mm. what Stan in my head as a kid imagining this was, well, we've got the human torch who's made out of fire. Let's have one who's made out of ice. You know, it's almost like that, where fire is much more sort of malleable and mobile and, you know, easy to, easy to show. But there was mm. this one. So they're my two, both by the same people, both work and don't work for almost similar reasons in a way, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dan, what, what are yours? 
Mine's the the the, the poor one is the uh, Thor designed by Mike Diodato, which oh, is right. kind of like where he's wearing like a crop top and you can see his abs. Uh, it's, it seems very image inspired. Like his uh, Mjolnir's uh, got a chain on it, very much like Spawn, and he's got a cloak like Spawn. Uh, it's weird. It didn't actually appear in too many comics. Like I think it appeared yeah. in one Thor title, but the the main kind of outing it had was when they did the uh, Marvel versus DC, and it was uh, Thor fighting Captain Marvel, aka okay. Shazam. Uh, that's like the most it's been in comics, and then it kind of got retired. But, so nineties, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nineties. Yeah. Like those leather straps, just pointlessly all over the place. Yeah, it? it's really, really <laughs> poor design. Uh, Pouches. There's, a, there's a strange um, um, homoeroticism about it as well, isn't there? I yeah, think maybe that's what they were going for there somewhere. Well, if you're kind of going for like Nordic kind of that, none, none of that's in it. There's, he's yeah. got none of the, the discs you know of, like the the, the six discs, silver mm. discs on his chest. It's. Uh, that's an odd one. Uh, my choice for kind of one I think stands out. I try not to go too much to the classics because some of them are absolutely timeless. Uh, but yeah. I went for uh, Nightwing by Brian Stillfreeze. It came along like in 1990, mid-90s. It's the black suit with kind of like the blue kind of V that goes down oh, his, I know. Down his arms. Yeah, when he was in the new Teen Titans. That one. Yeah, yeah, that's just yeah. absolutely fucking dynamite. It's such a strong design. I think it's still kind of carries on to this this day they, in a way it. yeah i'm kind of but... glad they did that because he was banging starfire wasn't he and he was still wearing tights and little shorts <laughs> wasn't he and funny shoes no oh, that don't work i know you're thinking about the metal one where it's kind of uh, this one's a little bit later it's where it's all black and he's literally got like uh, okay. blue, the blue kind of it's like a big v on his chest and they they run down his forearms oh yeah you never see him from the front though do you because they always show his bum on covers yeah there, there is yeah. a bit of that nowadays but uh, i think that's such a, a nice clean costume design that uh yeah i really like it yeah great yeah, great design good. i had to draw it once in batgirl and i gotta say i fucking hated it really? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's made it's purely because of me i'm not great at spotting blacks and that is okay. like a you've got to know you've got to know yeah you've got to know your muscles and then you've got to know where to put shadow well on that character Mm. like when it's there's a lot of heavy shadow on that with just little bits of blue isn't it to show the outline yeah great design like it's nice isn't it i think they they add a bit of color onto that because he's from he's only got that splash of color on his shoulders and arms and then obviously the face but they've added like blue tips on his shoes just to kind of give it a bit of Mm. Okay, to movement within the space. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you have yeah. like, because obviously the character's going to be in shadow a lot. You have black legs on a back background. You might, uh, yeah, he's a great character, my man. He's he's rocking DC. Got to tell you, mm-hmm. yeah, nice yeah, costume, mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, my picks. Um, <clears throat> firstly, um, for the one that I like. Um. Now there's two. I actually I'm gonna double up quickly because one of them I've talked about a couple of times on on the show. Captain Britain by Alan Davis. That costume is one of my favourite costumes <laughs> ever. Yeah. Um, absolutely love it. Just before we got uh, on the sh- show, oh, I you just, looked this up, didn't you? I well, you made the mistake a, of looking it up. I, I, <laughs> I saw an article of uh, Captain Britain's ten best costumes in the comics ranked. And well, that uh, was a shit article. Firstly, it was. A sh- it's not a very good article, and that costume. Um, came fourth. Fuck that noise! Right. And Where did my favourite costume come? Tenth. Fuck them. Not only that. <laughs> not only that. This this will get you, Tony. 
<laughs> right. It came below. Do you remember when Captain Britain was turned into Britannic? Do you remember I can't that? remember oh, that. He had the dark red bodysuit with blue detailing. Mm. Look up Britannic from Marvel so Comics. That, and it'll so even the you. one where he's, he's, he's just in with a t-shirt and combat trousers on. Beat the fucking original fucking... Uh, yeah, fuck all that. Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I love that. that. That's wonderful. I... Another one I'm going to just give a shout out because I think it's iconic. Doctor Doom. Yeah, I, I think yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah. basically, man, I think I think fucking I think Lucas owes owes Stan and Jack a few quid because that's basically Darth Vader. Yeah, and you think that he's that. you know takes his mask off, he's disfigured underneath, yeah, you know yeah. this sort of thing. Yeah, and I know certainly uh, many artists have like done their own spin on it, but most of the time it's. It's, all it's fairly things. standard, isn't fairly it? Standard. Fairly standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know sometimes they play about with the mask. I quite like it when the mask. Some people try to do a mask as if there's emotion to it, and I, but I like the man in the iron mask. Kind of his eyes are the yeah. only thing. Just the intensity the, of the eyes yeah. and that sort of square mouth. You know, I like that. You know, yeah. when yeah. you think that he's a dude who's like a magician and like a super genius, he could make an Iron Man armor, couldn't he? But yeah. he doesn't. He just goes yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It looks like a knight and a sorcerer in mm. one person, and I think that's why that works so well. Plus the whole, you know, just the green cloak and the green hood with those big gold... What I mean, they're not buckles, you know, the big circles he's got at the top, <laughs> um, just keeping the cape on. It's just an absolute classic. Now, in, in terms of costumes I don't like... We could be here for days. Uh, special mention to Sue Storm's number four boob window. <laughs> pour, pour one out for the 90s, baby. And we could mention probably any female costume from the 90s because a lot of them weren't, <laughs> weren't, weren't great. I'm going to pick... I, I, no, I just went on a, a pure sort of like thinking back to when I saw this costume and I never liked it. I've probably softened on it a bit, and this may be a little bit controversial for some people because there's probably people, a lot of people that have a fondness for this costume. Um, and I totally understand if you really liked it. I never, ever liked Iron Man 2020's costume. Okay. It was With a bit the, steampunky, wasn't the it? The cogs me? on the shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah that really dates it, that big time. I, I just... Um, I remember I had a... I can't remember where I got it. I got like a, a tray paperback of like that. I think it was an art. It had a miniseries or something like that. And no, it was just, a series, man, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah and a new one recently. Yeah, it was just... I know it's evolved in artists. You know, if you do a Google search, there's so many artists doing it amazingly, amazingly well. But it just didn't... I just thought, oh, this isn't... I don't... Like, well, it's that little corner of the universe, which is the only one really that's fucked with the Doctor Doom one, because there's Doctor Doom 2099, wasn't yeah, there? And they fucked yeah. around a bit with the costume on that one, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the whole cogs on the shoulders thing doesn't really make any sense. Did he me. have like a sort of? Did his mouth look like battlements? It was like a bit up and down. Is that right? Yeah, yeah like it, jagged. It yeah. Looked, it yeah. Looked like it looked like he had hillbilly teeth. That's it. Yeah, going, that's get, it. going on. And I know he was a more aggressive character. And um, Warren Ellis wrote that, didn't he? I quite. It's actually yeah. well written series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but that just did nothing for me. But I'm sure there's some people going, oh, I quite like that costume. Fair enough, if you like yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So You're wrong, but yeah. Everyone has an opinion and yours yeah. is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now let's go to the. Uh, Our expert. The expert. Let's go to the expert. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so my, my one I really like is. Uh, you know what? Since we've been chatting. I want to do like a little 
special mention because I've only just realized that's fine, now. man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, 90s women superhero, rogue X Men yes. outfit, the green and yellow with the army jacket Brilliant. over the top. Is that with so a headband? Good. Did she have a headband in that yeah, one? Yeah, she's got yeah. big, headband. big and, ass hair as well. And the, be- the belt <laughs> yeah. was kind of loose, didn't it? It was sort of yeah. like an yeah. angle. Yeah, yeah, that's a wicked design. That yeah. But so was extra tease because you couldn't touch it, could you? You know what I mean? That's part of the thing, isn't it? You do know yeah. she's not real, don't you, Tony? Anyway, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> my, my main pick was actually going to be um, V from V for Vendetta. Cause, oh, uh, good shout. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that's like... But I think that's sort of... I'm thinking like before it became what it is now because, it, mm. you know, since the film and Anonymous taking it over and stuff, basically. Yeah. I think before that, even then, it's just yeah. a great, simple design and he just looks so good in silhouette. And you just see that little white yeah, face. Yeah, it's very sinister and yeah. it's almost like Joker esque in a way, and almost yeah. like a British Joker esque thing, you know, yeah. trickster thing. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really good, man. Yeah, and um, so, and particularly good for black and white as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the one I love, and then one I don't like was so it it, it might sound like this is a personal dig, but it's not. But it's um, so uh, Sean Murphy's. Batgirl from 2018. I don't know if you've okay. seen that one. So, he, like, he sort of redesigned it for, like, after I left Batgirl, there was a little run for a bit, her being Batgirl of Burnside, and then they re-sort of did it. They gave her a cut, like, her, she'd made her new costume finally, and it was... Okay. John Murphy did it, and it was, like, went back to a sort of 70s and 80s sort of blue and yellow. And yeah, gray. I'm looking at it now, man, yeah. yeah, yeah I but the, thing, the main thing I don't like about it, I think it's got some good bits on it, but the main thing I didn't like about it, and I love Sean Murphy's character design stuff. I think he usually knocks it out of the park, but this one, I think, they did the thing where they put too many bat symbols on it. Like, yeah, I agree. With the yeah. boots and, yeah. the, like, I love the, the backpack. I quite like that, like, where it's like a... Her symbol is the sort of yeah, front the, of the backpack strap. Yeah, that's gotcha. a great idea. Yeah, yeah. But the, and the cowl, I didn't, I didn't like what he did with the cowl work. Like, because I thought they nailed it with the sort of whole head thing that they'd given her on Burnside. But yeah. then he takes it back to this sort of domino mask with the just the ears poking out. I don't really like that. Yeah. But um, but uh, you know, there's good bits on it. But I, I just think that was a weird sort of just making it too. That symbol-y. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. There's a lot going on as well, isn't there? Yeah. If you're flying through the air and stuff like that, mm. sometimes it's it's easier. Plus, she's a creature of the night. Yeah. yeah. I also you know. have, I, you know, I don't have any history with Batgirl. Um, you know, I only go on the... Just the a rumour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we like to tell the public. Um, but for, for me, visually, I think it that design's strongest when she has a cowl. You know when yeah. she's got, when yeah, she's got yeah. like the head part, yeah. because mm. I think, especially if she's got an alter ego, mm. that mask is almost essentially pointless. And I know it's yeah. comic books, and where you know you suspend disbelief, etc. Clark Kent, blah 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 blah. Mm. But it's almost I just look at that character and I almost see the alter ego rather than the yeah than Batgirl. Mm. When you say about like the the, the bat symbols, it kind of like. 
uh, there's a certain practicality I see with the, uh, the the Batman characters, and like, would they really be bothered of having five, six bat symbols yeah, all in their costumes? Right. Yeah, <laughs> no. you, you think they'd kick off yeah. about it? Yeah. Like, come on, no, I want more symbols on it, like <laughs> yeah. belt buckle. Bit, yeah. Yeah. yeah, think but of the licensing. Yeah, but this is also one of those uh, costume things where, and uh, I'll talk about the backpack. Which I've just noticed now. You know, I can see as I Google it and see like the concept art. That's a fantastic idea to have the the buckle at the front be the bat symbol for mm. the backpack. And I know a couple of issues later, when an artist just draws it, it just becomes part of a lycra suit. There's no de- there's no thought to the detail of what that actually is. It's just the symbol on the suit. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. It, it just there was advocate to me here. That I think Batgirl to me is a funner character. Mm. So I don't mm. mind more color but if you go to the other is it cassandra kane is that the other one you know, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. like almost like the batman costume just in black leather with a sort of weird sewed up face yeah that's the opposite isn't it mm. yeah. so there's a weird there's got to be a balance between the two of them somewhere for me mm. i think they yeah. did a better sort of um because they sort of did another batgirl writings than the fear state um okay yeah and, yeah uh they they sort of continued the Burnside outfit, but they made it a sort of evolved version of it, and it's um, it's by Bruno Redondo. Oh, he's good. Yeah, and yeah. It's this wicked sort of almost looks like Batwoman, but it's Batgirl. Sort oh, of I'll have a look at that. Got, it, I read that series. That was a good series, actually. Yeah, yeah. she kind of keeps the jacket that she had, but then everything else is like there's a lot more black, like the capes a lot longer, and just looks like a it's Batgirl, but she's grown up a little yeah. bit more yeah so i think yeah. it's a, re- a really good version yeah. of what's the point of a tiny cape and that's a genuine question that's a genuine <laughs> question what what is the, the point of it i thought it was a good size uh, gliding i guess you still you can still glide i mean it's, it's always good for movement if you have like a flying character and they've got no nothing to kind of flap around in the wind sometimes mm. that can be a bit more challenging i would say mm. to sort of illustrate yeah. Do you think Batman gives them notes going must have a cape? cape. Yeah. Cape. yeah. Are you cape thinking longer. of like the the Shazam Captain Marvel? You know the, the, the oh yeah, weirdly, the kind of, weird little yeah. one that he just yeah. off one shoulder. Sort it's of like thing, a yeah. cavalier kind of. Yeah. God, yeah. If, if Batman's giving notes, he must be so upset with Nightwing. <laughs> well, that yeah. wasn't that the point. Cape's though? gone, wasn't yeah. he? Like, yeah. He's like, yeah. Fuck, he's not great for Fuck costumes. you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not great for costumes. You look at what Robin was running around in for years. You know that was fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. These shoes. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> Pat does a wonderful play on that in fucking martial law. He does, yeah. 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 And there's another one in Brat Pack. They play on that, don't they, as well? Was well, it essentially because, yeah. like, the, the main heroes all in dark colours and the little kids in bright colours, all the people are going to shoot the kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, so that, that was our little list. What is your list? Keep the conversation going online folks as always when we post up this episode but we've got another um we've got time for a little quiz tony have we i think we have yeah, yeah. so this is called this. this is called the origins of young blood <laughs> oh, so in the sense that we were talking about in a way the name of a character influences their powers yeah do you know what i mean we, we talked yeah. a little bit about that earlier, didn't we so i thought well, what i might do is i if i read out the name of young i've got 13 young blood characters here and i thought i'd read them out and um I think we'll let Dan go third in this because he's, yeah, he's clearly enough. a young blood expert. I'm a big um, Rob Liefeld fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and we'll, what I'd like to do is, if I read, I'll choose one of you. I'll read the name of a, a person out, and you've got to tell me what their powers are. 
And I think we'll start with Vincenzo. Oh, God, I know none of Youngblood. Really, <laughs> I, I, I probably know less than you, Vince, so yeah. you're fine. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. All right. This is, um, this is the, it's not the name of um, what they call in American porn a cougar, but the character is called Cougar. Um, and I'd like to tell me what you think their powers are. Vince. Cougar? Yeah. Oh, God, I think they're just... Um, they're, I can just... I can't picture them but i imagine that ju- it's just going to be it's a male character yes uh i think so i think that's right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um so it's going to be like a feline agility and speed and p- probably uh f- finding no that's just a bit weird oh i was about to make a joke and then realize it sounds really bad <laughs> <laughs> um, and no uh, pen, they've got no the, they've uh, got a cat mask and a big fan of Hello Kitty. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Well, okay, so uh, this the, the origins of Young Bun. They spray on written. things a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do a little wee everywhere in every corner. The, uh, this is written by a guy called Pat McCallum, who I can only think was channeling Rob when he wrote this, um, unless he's using Rob's like publicity material. Yeah, because Rob, to me, to me, God bless Rob. Do you know what I mean? But he does sound like he invents characters as if a kid would invent characters who's playing with various action men in the corner of mm. a corner of a schoolyard and didn't have any friends, you know. But the uh, cougar is described as the ferocious, at times almost animalistic cougar, mows down anyone foolish enough to get in his way by moving at dazzling speed <laughs> and overpowering them with his superior dazzling. strength and fighting skills. Yeah, boring. If I remember, okay. like he's got the classic Rob Liefeld costume, with, like a white stripe down the middle, and two <laughs> yeah. on either side is brown or something. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. He's almost got like a waistcoat on. If you see yeah. yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically sort of Wolverine kind of. Guy, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Mister Mister W, the goose, mm-hmm. um, Riptide, and this is not me. <laughs> can only Se- sexual deviant. <laughs> yeah. Great dancer, lovely hair. Likes country music. Has, oh, because you know I do have a superpower, don't you? You know I've got the ability to photograph whole rooms with my mind when it with a light switch. I've told you that story before. Riptide. Uh, <laughs> Riptide. Does he have a surfboard and no. it can control water or... Um, uh, uh, is it male or female? Female. Oh, it's female. Okay. Yeah. She's got a surfboard. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, controls water. Maybe? That's not bad. It's not as yeah, almost there. So, yeah. Riptide. Not only. So this is where I think he's channeling Rob. Not only is she drop drop dead gorgeous, but this Ooh. beauty has complete control over water. I did a little wee then, and can create tsunamis and water spouts. I just did one as well. Uh, um, all from her magically based power. What a load of shine! Am I right thinking she's wearing like a kind of a blue onesie with like white hair? That riptide. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds okay. like a blind date uh, intro, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> yeah, I've fucking retained that. this fucking information. <laughs> this is so useful for later life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan, um, your one is Vogue. Oh fuck! You might have done me there. Oh. I, I know the name. Yeah. Uh, this is the, the best fucking publicity paragraph, by the way, that's written about this character. Uh, can you, you can fire colourful lights a bit like Dazzler? That's what I'll go for. Okay, well, know. Vogue, strike a pose, but don't stand still too long. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't matter if you were still or moving or whatever. 
this beautiful martial arts expert will kick the kick the crap out of you no matter what you are doing. Oh, no. Who writes this shit? I have to look up this costume now. It, it's just Domino again. Um, although, although, no, no one, no one will see see this. Strike a pose. Apart from the lovely uh, chaps Strike on our, our Zoom. I, I, there's a. There's oh, a, that one! Fucking hell! It's there's awful. There's an action scene of Riptide being hit with a um, sort of death ray or something that I found online, and I had to share it with the chaps. Um, <laughs> because the, the where she's being shot is quite magnificent. Oh, nice! I like this. Um, that's, uh, that's in the Zoom chat, by the way. Anyway, yeah. right. What's the next one, Tony? Okay, let's do one more. Who's, who's back to you, Vince? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, combat. Combat. Spelled in the normal way. Combat is basically. Um, oh God. Is an expert with any weapon? Um, maybe I want to say they they might be a little bit like Cable, but I think he had lots of other characters for that. Um, I'm just gonna take a punt and says he he's got cybernetic arms. We haven't had a cybernetic arm. He's yet, definitely got pouches. Yeah, definitely got pouches. Has got pouches. Um, he's from the planet from the planet Catella. It was was Rob Coachella. eating Catella. Was he just eating Nutella and has changed it? Um, comes this butt stomping alien with a no nonsense attitude. Combine his super tough battle armor, super strength, and his keen sense of strategy. And you have a warrior that truly lives up to his name. Oh my god, he's the one with the twattish shoulder pads. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> got a good beard though, hasn't he? I like yeah. that beard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might good. put that in one of my characters. <laughs> <laughs> Grow it yourself, Chris. Go on, let's do it. We'll do it. Are you are you ready, Christian? <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, just looked at that picture you sent, Vince. Now I think you're looking at it the wrong way. I think the ray is coming out of her. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting forced backwards. Yeah. So it's coming yeah. out of her downstairs and it's hitting him in the chest. Mm. Okay. She's making that face as if it's enjoyable. It's there hard to tell where that beam's coming from or going, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're dangerously close to, to uh, insulting Rob Liefeld here. No, no he's pretty no, we're not having that. I love him. Let's stop that out right now. <laughs> Christian, you ready? Go for it. Chapel. As in, we're going to the chapel. Chapel. Uh, uh, Quite a famous one, this one. I'm going to yeah. say, D-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm picturing a tall guy. Uh... <laughs> you don't like Mystic Megs on the line. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see a tall man. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be punching people too. And with an angry, gritted face. <laughs> yeah. uh, he he Chapel... killed Spawn originally. That was the storyline. I'm not sure. Yeah, that you're that right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, is it that? Ah, oh, fuck. Is it the same character? Yeah. Then. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a black dude, uh, isn't he, this dude. That's yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Is he? He's, he's got, got like a, a skull on his face. That's him. Yeah. He's got like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air haircut. Like, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. Square <laughs> yeah. on, like flat on top. Yeah. Uh, like cameo. Yeah. 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 I remember that guy now. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big pouches. Yeah. <laughs> like ammo straps and all that shit. So let me read. Chapel, stand back. This ex-CIA mercenary. How can you be an ex-CIA mercenary? Uh, yeah. You're not a mercenary <laughs> if you work for the CIA, are you? Fuck off. Um, Specialises in blowing <laughs> big holes in things with exceptionally large guns. Though possessing no superhuman powers, Chapel is definitely one dude you don't want to mess with. Well, so your superpowers just guns. <laughs> yeah. The classic. Stand but... back. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did he appear uh, in the film as like a background character? That rings a bell, you know. I think he might have done. In the Spawn yeah. movie, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Feel like oh, he did. Okay. I might be wrong yeah. about that. Okay, Dan, last one. A photon. Oh, uh, I think... Was that the one where it's got like flaming head? I think you're right, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they fly around, shoot fire blasts, all that. Yeah. Good shout. So let me read it. Photon from the planet Valencia. I mean, had he been to Spain or something? <laughs> <laughs> Photon can fly loops around anyone and can squash any opposition with the lethal force blasts. Oh. <laughs> He fires with deadly accuracy. A lethal Force Blast is an amazing name. That's, that's either, the name of my it, new band. It's either a band or yeah. some sort of kick bass. That's a thrash cleaner. metal band for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, do one of those in my bands. Clean Didn't your toilets with Force Blast. <laughs> my favourite uh, young blood member, Troll. Oh, yeah, we like him. Yeah, I, was doing that. I was looking in the, the back issue bins at the South Bank recently and they were charging you trying to charge tourists £7 for the first issue of Troll. Right. Yeah, all that nonsense. No, I think you got that wrong. He would give you seven pounds if you <laughs> yeah. take away my, my other favourite one is Sci-Fire, PSI Fire. Possessing telepathy, telekinesis, and pyrokinesis, Sci-Fire is possibly the most dangerous member of Youngblood. He may be a member of the team, but he's a loose cannon who follows nobody's rules. Uh. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Is yeah, the league go. I shaft is the guy with a bow and arrow? Yeah. I mean, that's one step down from the guy with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. That was a fun the origins yeah, yeah, yeah. quiz. That's another yeah. what a great idea for a quiz. We love a bit of a quiz on here, we don't should, we? Uh, bring some more yeah. Liefeld characters or just uh, image 90s. We should do that, shouldn't we? Yeah. Let's do an image 90s like round one week. Yeah. That's well, good. That'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. God. That was a bit of fun. That was nice. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of lovely, do we have any shout-outs this week, Jens? We do. I've got a couple. So first, the big one. The big Congratulations one, yeah. to JWC. Yay! Congratulations. Yay. He's just had a little one. Well done, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, he, um, I'm a bit disappointed you didn't make the drink and draw. But, you know, you were having a baby, so congratulations yeah. from everyone. We're all very excited for you. So you name it awesome. got to yeah. name it awesome now, unfortunately. Yeah, AWC. <laughs> yeah. Um... And yeah, thanks to everyone who came along to drink and draw. It's a chuckle. We had a good laugh. Um, and I'd like to confirm that the person I alleged took Viagra a lot did, does not take Viagra, just for legal reasons. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we've already already mentioned Nottingham Comic Con, which is happening on the 29th of October, 10 to 5 p.m., Nottingham Conference Centre. Also, they just added the 2018 Dread Eye Steve Austin to the lineup today. So that's nice. good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, in my wrap up a couple of weeks ago, I forgot to mention that Luke Aldridge was also in the small press area. So apologies for that. Um, a big shout out to Luke and his comics at Bridlington. Um, and I think that's all I've got this week. Yeah, that's just that. There you go. Right. I've got mine. Uh, now that's what I call turn, uh, Turning Tricks, issue three, a comic about a perpetually thirsty waitress and a quest to get oh, made I back this. On, in a galaxy on the brink of war. Uh, that's on Kickstarter right now. It's smashed its target. So go, go check that out. Looks a bit saucy, uh, that one, dude. It does, yeah. yeah. It's got a bum hanging out in the, the cover, which is excellent. <laughs> Uh, That's why I backed it. Yeah. Bullet Adventures 1, 24-page comic, time travel and super heroics. The return of the Silver Age speech that speaks to their fans begging for more, uh, getting on the ground floor of this brand new continuing series. I reviewed the other Bullet comic uh, that I brought from 
uh, Ultraist. Uh, damn it, I forgot the name. But uh, I really enjoyed it. So this one should should be great. Uh, Whenever Dan f- forgets anything, he always sounds so disappointed. No. Yeah, I've disappointed myself. I've let people down there. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's fine, Dan. I've let you down. Yeah. I've let the listeners no, down. And I've let myself haven't. down. I've been grabbing you on each side of your face and looking in your eyes going, you haven't. Let us down. And finally, uh, last but not least, we've got Faith Healers, Nephilim versus Demons graphic novel, a dark urban fantasy graphic novel where a secret group of half-angel Nephilim work to protect their kind from demonic threats from Hellbound Media. So uh, oh, check that yeah, one. Yeah, yes. that'd be good. There you go. Yeah. Um, if you're in the Bath area on Saturday the 22nd yes. of October, pop, pop, we will over, be. pop over to the Comedia in Bath for this year's BAM comic zine and art fair um, from 11 till 3 free entry and you might see a couple of us there uh, yeah as well as some great a, a bunch of great artists uh, with, with that's going to be a good giggle I'm looking forward yeah. to that one we need to talk about the social on that one because I don't know whether I'm coming down the night before or staying that night or whatever we're going to do so we can just get off our faces go to the roller disco I love, <laughs> I, love, I, love the, I love to take you to a roller disco Tony I would go just just I, I wouldn't laugh, do it just because I'd be so terrible and he yeah. could just stand on the edge and I could I could like oh stop me stop me stop me I could do that and just like end up in your arms <laughs> oh god yeah well any chance you get really to end up in my arms <laughs> anyway how do you feel about a roller disco Chris that sounds roll? great <laughs> Yeah, great. Right. Sounds, sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Right, he's game. Let's do it. <laughs> Actually, it sounded like he was leaving the room as he said it. <laughs> going to get his skates on. Oh, sorry, is that someone at the door? He's still focusing on that picture of the lady with the, with the ray that comes out of the vagina. I'm still trying to figure out where the beam's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to put that on the socials tomorrow. That's the, the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're going to have to put some sort of reference to this. Um, but before we do recommendations yes. now we have a guest who's um, I say joined us for the whole episode he's put up with us for the entire episode <laughs> that's the best way to say it and there's always the guest goes first uh, Chris what would you love, like to recommend to our lovely listeners uh, okay so um, I mentioned before these are two books that I picked up because uh, when I was like planning on hunger in the dusk and stuff i was like trying to get some good art inspirations you know looking at other people's work and stuff so the um and it so the first one is i'm gonna absolutely murder this because this is a french book so names might go a bit out the window here but um so the english translation is called in shadows it's also ten bruce uh okay uh, it's by herbert and male or mal uh, and colours by Bruno Tatti, uh, and so it's a it's a French book, but you can get a, an English translation of it on Amazon for like um, four. I, I got it for like four pound fifty. What was a physical book or? Uh, well, I got it. So originally, I got it as a physical book, but I got it in French because oh, I was okay. just get I was just purely getting it for the the art on it, and then I thought I'd use I'd try and figure it out because I took French a while ago and it's oh nice to meet you at your little French lessons didn't I yeah yeah it, was, it didn't get any better so I, I gave <laughs> up and got, got the English translation version of it and the English translation of it, it uh, comes coloured as well and it's 70 page book and it's um just as a short it's like a it's a sort of folklore fairy tale book and it's about a dis- disgraced 
drunkard knight who gets sent um, by these three witches to go and get a princess out of a castle. Uh, and he has to fight through the monsters to get her out. Uh, and it turns out she didn't want to be um, rescued, which, you know, we've done that with Briar. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a trope that happens a lot these days, but I think it's still good. But the, but it's um but they do a really good sort of story after that because that's just the intro really right and then it's the it uh so it turns out the witches were trying to get this uh woman out of the castle and she didn't want to go and then he sort of has he vows to take her to her father and his uh where she's from and it she sort of controls these monsters and uh beasts and stuff but you don't know whether she's good or bad because she's been cast away in this castle. Uh, and it's the sort of them getting along as they go on okay. this journey and you find out their secrets a little bit. And meanwhile, they're being hunted by these three witches as well. Um, hmm. So, But the I got it purely for the artwork and the artwork is just, it's one of those books that I wish I could draw like that because it's just the... Um, uh, male the artist he's just really knows how to frame a panel and he puts up he, i follow him on twitter as well and he's um isn't his name spelled m a double l i e vincent okay Mayle. uh well, this means bell actually i think is I it well. vincent it, it is yeah good strong <laughs> good strong name good strong bloke's strong name a warrior name <laughs> but his uh, like he puts on his um he puts sort of his process on uh his um, twitter feed quite a lot and he did a thing recently where he sort of shows you how he intends to lead the reader around a page you know just by the the composition of the panels and stuff and it's just forest scenes are just utterly gorgeous and it might is what reminds me a little bit of uh, matt smith um uh, who does uh, he did folklords and he's doing yeah. Hellboy at the moment yeah, yeah I get that man it reminds I can see a bit of you in it as well dude genuinely uh, I, yeah I could see that as well I think yeah. he's probably got some similar influences maybe is but Smith yeah. Barbarian Lord he is Barbarian Lord oh yeah so Twitter. good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just yeah it's gorgeous I've just got myself ish, like the sort of second um, book of it because it's 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 in two parts, so the first one's like seventy pages long, and it's it's a good little story arc. But it definitely, you know, it's definitely a first part of their story. Um, and I've just got the second one, but I can't find an English translation of the second one yet. I think it's maybe not out yet. Okay. So I just I just got you can get um. Who translated it? Was it Europe Comics? Yeah, it's Europe Comics, and oh, it's cool. uh, uh, and it's who's the, it's Dargard or something French like that. Actually. Pub. French pub air libre. Oh, okay. Um, the French one. Um, so yeah, that's really good. I think it's about about twenty pounds for the paperback version, but I think you can't get it in an English translation in paperback or hardback or anything like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's... we've we've all we're all guilty of just loving a, a French Belgian book that we yeah, bought yeah. in French. I think yeah, we've yeah. all done that now, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I didn't think it was too bad a price for. 70 pages is really nice and easy sort of oversized hardcovers aren't they you know it's pretty yeah yeah so it's i think i'd fully recommend that sadly the uh the author passed away oh no last year he's only 49 as well apparently hubert what guy but um and i've also got another book by the 
the same artist as well. He's done Lupin, which is the there was a show on Netflix called Lupin, yeah. French show. Yeah. And yeah, it's the sort of book he's illustrated the book that that guy bases his criminal career off, like his sort of jewel thief career off. Oh wow, okay. But anyway, yeah. So uh, that was my first one. Do you want me to do my second one? Yeah, or? go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then my second one was again because of influence on the book, and it was um, uh, Chris and Laura Samney's Jonah the and the Impossible Monsters. Yeah, which, yeah I've heard uh, this is good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really nice. It's really, really quick read. It's definitely aimed at the younger readers. Yeah, I read the first issue of this. I think I recommend it on one. On oh, one that's show. right. That's maybe where yeah, I heard yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I se- you... seem to be setting. Is is it the first? trade your yeah i've got the first trade of it yeah um and i just purely got it because of the environment design and stuff so it's stunning you sort of follow it sort of starts off with two sisters in a sort of i don't think it's set on earth because it's you know like our earth it's not in real life it's kind of yeah like in a fantasy world and then all of a sudden while these two sisters are running through a forest there's an explosion of monsters that just hit the the world and then the world is it jumps a year ahead and the world is now run by like infested with giant monsters and and the sisters have been separated i think haven't they? yeah, yeah. so that you fo- you sort of follow the main uh the older sister rainbow uh and she's after the she gets sort of knocked out in the intro when the monsters arrive and then she's on the hunt to try and find her sister jonna mm-hmm. and then uh she gets wind of a feral child in the forest, so she goes out to see if it's her sister. Um, it, it's beautiful. Yeah, and also I remember. I mean, I've only read the first issue, but it definitely had that sort of vibe and energy of you know your classic sort of eighties kids cartoons that like mm. they didn't they they were usually an adventure story that probably had some sort of dark beginning, um, mm. and you just this this could quite easily be an animated show that I used to watch. Yeah, you know, as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're immediately in the story and then you're just off to the races. And like the Samney's yeah. just absolutely smashing yeah. it. As well. uh, like, He's the governor, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like talking about character design and stuff, he just manages to get so much across with so little. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. like it's just. Use of shadow as well. You know, he's very top uh, desk, isn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. And it's a, it, draw, it walks that line of being perfect for, you know, it's aimed at kids, but adults would definitely like this as well. Yeah. Yeah. But the big okay. fight scene in it is just brilliant. And it's, you know, kids would love it and definitely adults love it. And then at the back of the trade, it has a nice sort of um, colouring book section and a maze that kids can draw. Oh, right. Oh, wow. oh cool. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, yeah, highly recommend that. It was yeah. such an eye-opener um, when I read that issue as well because, like, this, you know, I, I went for it for the creators. Do you know what I mean? I thought, oh, this is quite mm. interesting. But mm. this is off the back of, like, you know, seeing all the... The Must be very. It's very different from Firepower, which yeah, we just read as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm. different from Firepower, or like you know the Daredevil stuff, you know the Captain America, stuff, all the, all that sort of artwork. You have that in mind, and then you see this, and you're like, whoa! Yes, yeah. it's, it's beautiful on a whole nother level, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. that that I came across Firepower first, and yeah. thought, oh, like, because I, I I'm not a massive fan of Chris Samley stuff. I, I think he's a like he's a master. Like I think he's a modern master, but yeah. I just never he's never been like one of my go-to ones before but yeah, yeah, yeah. just looking at the environment art and stuff i was like that's just he gets yeah. gets yeah. It across so well with so little stuff it's 
beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that strip out everything that isn't needed kind mm. of thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, which I kind mm. of admire. Mm. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to yeah. jump on next just quickly. Oh, can, um, in fact, I've got an, a Europe comics book as well, but go on. You oh, no, no, then me. perfect. You pick, you pick it. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, babes. Yeah, so I've got, um, <laughs> obviously, we're big fans of Europe comics. We love yeah. this stuff, and we haven't done any for a couple of months. No, so no, no. We haven't no. reviewed any. Yeah. We haven't the heavy, I don't no, think no, we have. Um, but um, so I thought I'll hop on have, have a look see what's going um, and go back through the hard drive of stuff that they've sent us you know they send us some amazing stuff instantly that mm. if if you want to say what company puts the best books out in the world is Europe Comics there's no you know to me yeah. um, Mask of a Thousand Tears I read volumes one and two yesterday morning I roared through them um, script by David Chauvel art by Roberto Ali um, it's um it's set in sort of Edo period Japan and it starts off in the aftermath of a great battle. And there's these bodies that are littering the ground and a woman arrives and it turns out she's the widow of one of the um, dead soldiers. And her name is Sadako. And she says to the, the survivors, these soldiers who are sort of standing about, I think they'd pretended to be died to be dead, to survive. Um, she says to them, can someone help me take this body back to my village? And, one of them says, well, what are you going to pay me? And she says, I don't have any money, but you can have me if you take the body back. And one of them steps forward. Um, this dude, uh, Masamuro, his name is, and he helps her drag the body back through the countryside. And on the way back, um, over a sort of period of time where they walk through some of the most gorgeously realised countryside, I stuck, stuck some of this on the, the Twitter and the Slack and everything, just beautiful. Um, he begins to fall in love with Sudeiko. But his feelings aren't reciprocated by her. But she confides in him that she intends to um, raise her husband from the dead. And she knows there's a mask that lays within this castle that will bring him back from the dead. And it's called the Mask of a Thousand Tears. And it will resurrect him. Um, and he sort of follows her for a bit across the countryside. And she, he sort of convinces her that he'll come with her on the way to this castle. And their journey takes them for the rest of the first volume. It takes them through sort of fights and he steals stuff and they get chased as thieves. And, you know, it's this sort of um, typical non-mystical story, really. You know, so there's, it's grounded in reality. But, she, but the only thing is she has this belief that she can raise her husband from the dead. So you begin to sense there's something more to it. And then in, it ends with them reaching the, the base of this castle. And she says, well, I need to get in there. I need to be a member of staff in there. And Volume 2 has her infiltrating it um, as a cleaner. But to do that, she has to... It's like a people smuggling operation that goes on amongst the sort of criminal underworld that li lives in the village that surrounds the castle. And she has to pay 5,000, whatever it is, yen, whatever, I can't remember what it is now, in order to get into the castle. And the she's got no money. Uh, Masamura's got no money. But Mas she, the, the woman who's the head of the underworld there with one eye, sort of wizened old woman, she says... If you fight in the sort of fighting pits, you can earn the money and that will pay for it. So he volunteers and it turns out he's actually quite good at it and he gets really into it and he becomes the sort of hero of the fighting pits. He's just this sort of vicious, bloody fighter because he's got this reason to do it because he wants to help this woman who he loves, but she doesn't love him back sort of thing. And it takes a really interesting turn. So it becomes more, so we've gone from this sort of strike across the countryside you know, they're, they're sometimes thieves, sometimes fighters, sometimes in battle, sometimes running. And it's, it's almost like a romantic story in volume one into this what becomes in the first half of this, the second volume was like this political intrigue thing where she's part of the court 
she's trying to get friendly with the the duke so she can find this mask um and she's got a ways of doing it and bumps into him in the corridor and this sort of thing but in the village down below you've got him who's becoming this sort of terrible brutal man who's just <laughs> famous for just ripping people's guts out with knives in fights and stuff like that and then it takes a real turn um i won't ruin it but it takes a mystical turn and there's okay and we see there's demons in it that are really um would put a mizuki comic manga to shame they're just there's a page turn in it a digital effect page turn where you're like fuck these creatures are awful they're like the worst nightmares that happen and that becomes a part of the story so it takes a real it's almost like playing with genres this you know it's only if you compare it to a kurosawa movie it's like it starts off as sort of rashomon and then it becomes um um i don't know something like ran or something like that you know like a, a sort of high court drama and then it becomes more mystical in the end of it it's it's really interesting with these sort of almost like narrative markers where it, it suddenly just takes a right turn um it's ec- totally x-rated you know the gore and the beasts and the demons and the the rape and you know the the sexual energy that's part of this sort of rapey thing that's going on at the start of it is it's, it's really adult but so beautiful it's just incredibly well well drawn um and it just it jumps about and it's just i would guarantee it's probably some of the best art you'll see in the you know in, at the moment it's just utterly yeah. beautiful and it's like i say it's got action it's got romance it's got mystery it's got folk horror it's got all this sort of things going on in it um but as is the thing with bond it's we, we we don't know who these people are you know i tried to look them up and the artist um roberto ali he's he's he's, a, he's an italian dude from milan um he's done quite a lot of art teaching quite a lot of movie and tv storyboarding but there's nothing else out there you can get he has done other volumes and comics with Delcor, um, oh. but there's nothing out there. And David Chevelle, who's the friend, who's a French dude, who's the writer, um, he apparently became enamoured with comics after reading *Beef Vendetta*, funny, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And um, his other work is in French, is published by Glen A and Delcor, but you can't find. We haven't got it here to read. It's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this book that if if it was published here by I don't know whoever put it out, you know, self-made hero or Nobrow or someone, you know, it, it would be winning awards. But it just sits there in on my hard drive, yeah, <laughs> and on Comixology, which nobody seems to go to anymore. You know, these well, books are incredible. We uh, there was a few weeks ago now, but you know, like the, the Razor Fist guy on YouTube, and he's saying like Bond DNA, and like they're going to get into that because they they're not liking American comics. It's like, mate, that fucking scene's been massive for ages. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking biggest, it's second biggest selling comics in the world. You know? Yeah, and the stuff they put out is After fucking Japan. phenomenal. Yeah, it's just breathtaking, isn't it? Yeah, I can see you liking this, um, Chris. I think it'll yeah, be like your street, man. It's gone straight onto my um, wish list on Amazon already while you've been talking. Yeah, it's so good, man. Yeah, beautiful. wait till you get to the demons at the end. You think, fucking hell, this is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, really good. Mm. That's my first one, and that is called, I've forgotten the title already, The Mask of a Thousand Tears, Volume 1 and 2. It's full story, so you get both, you get start to finish in these two volumes. That's worth a go. Nice. There you go. Nice. That's oh, good, man. Um, my Sorry, one... V, you were going to go, weren't you? No, no. Well, mine are sort of reference books, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, nice. Books that I love on my, I love having on my shelf. They are um, video game artwork books because I love, I love um, art books and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we've spoken about a couple of, on, on the past. Um, but I just want to highlight two of my favourites, and that is the Art of the Mass Effect universe. Oh, oh nice! Okay, yeah. the art of Mass Effect Andromeda. 
the games are huge sweeping games the mass effect trilogy is my favorite game trilogy of all time but um if you're working on sci-fi you know if you want ideas for sci-fi whether it be suits costumes space stations all kinds of stuff you know books like this are invaluable um because it's also nice to see all the artwork that you don't see when you're playing it because i think a lot of the time most people take for granted the all the all the amazing concept art that goes into a video game and of course we get like one or two suits that we can wear as the characters but when you look at these books and you see like oh no they did 25 designs for this thing it, well that's the ones you see in the book there's probably even more um but it's great seeing those designs because it when especially when you're creating your character you could be like oh i didn't think about that part for a suit or, or the or mm. maybe in your head you're thinking oh, the gloves i want them to look a certain way why can't i picture that it's probably because you've got that reference in your head and they, these sort of books are like oh you can study the hands and the gloves and how they all work and it's the same for alien designs as well like alien creatures i mean i love monster designs and, and things like that and these books are just sort of full of that. There's also vehicles. Vehicles are very difficult to draw, and they're beautiful to look at anyway. You could just sit there, have this on your coffee table, and just look through it. Um, and I know there's probably a lot of our listeners are well versed with the Mass Effect universe anyway, but they're just stunning to look at. Hardback books, you know, nice big glossy pages. Um, they have they dedicate these sort of books. They dedicate usually a page to a character. So you see, like the picture of the character you've you've known from the game, but then you see like there's several different versions of them, which is fascinating, because mm. sometimes you look at these character designs, you go, "Wow, that was one of the ways they were going to do it." <laughs> you know, you, it's quite surprising. Like you, it could be a character that looks like a sort of roguish, sort of like you know, dark hood, and you know they look like something probably out of the June or something like that. But then you see one of the character designs, which is actually quite brightly coloured. And you're like, oh, that's, okay. it's fascinating to see the sort of the ideas that go in. And but it indicates do. so much, man. It indicates yeah. like yeah. the story and the character, yeah. and as well as just just the plain design. Yeah. You can think of it in loads of other ways, yeah. can you? Yeah, and it's and good I, to see like iteration for projects, you know, film, TV, and stuff like yeah. that. The design process that they go through is exa- it's the same for comics as well. Yeah. You have to go through all this sort of stuff, and I think it's good to see how it's done, and then how you can sort of yeah. Translate yeah. and it's good that it's there. good that it's documented because you know mm. in years you know twenty years time people are going to be writing about the comics. Yeah. So did you know that such and such character would have looked like this? And it, mm. It's really interesting to us, you know. And I think that the video game side of things um, have some of the strongest art books. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they do. Yeah, really do. Yeah. I mean, another one like because they make the most money. I think don't they. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I've like I'm doing safe space and like I've got a, a dead space art book. You know, and that's just full of like, oh, okay. nightmarish visions of the future and space stations and stuff. But it's feeding my brain. It's mm. like, oh, I can, I can see the interior of this place now. I can, I can visually picture it and like what it would look like. Um, and it's just great. These these things are great reference, and also they just look good on your shelf, don't they? Let's be honest. Mm. Um, I used to go into a, like Forbidden Planet. I remember um, one is, is it Shaspi Road that one. Where, where uh, Shaspi Avenue. Yeah, Shaspi Avenue. Yeah, and um, it was downstairs where all the comics were, and I would always stop by the art books and look at those lovely hardbacks and go, "Oh, if only it wasn't so expensive, I'd go out with it." <laughs> <laughs> um, but thankfully, over the years, I've picked up because they do get pricey. These art books, don't they? 
but mm. they but they are very much worth it especially if you're looking for reference material and just inspiration which is mm. what you need when it comes to character creation yeah because otherwise i think some people um we've seen many characters that oh i see you're just drawing batman are you you know that kind of, when they're doing their character yeah. design it's like yeah it's like okay let make it something different mate you know and you can draw influence from all over so um yeah i definitely not just the mass effect games if you like fantasy games or you know the, i mean i mean the assassins creed ones god knows how much is in there you know the way those games have gone um mm. they and they're going through all different cultures so that those books are definitely on my wish lists to get hold of so um yeah like i, I have a um for for this book that i'm on at the moment i've had the last of us part two art book on this oh, it's wow. got not, it's got, but it's got nothing to do with no. fantasy art but i still refer to it for just you know first thing in the day i'll just mm. have a look through that just to get the sort of brain juices going yeah and also there may be something like organic you know there may be like a creature design or something you just think oh Mm. i quite like the way that works and it just goes in the back of your mind and you don't think about it i do like it sometimes as well when you get these little notes in these not just these books but just character design in general when you Mm. have the artist sort of going yeah i really like this bit it was a shame we didn't use it so i tried to use it in this costume do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you get you get these little moments of artists becoming fond of a certain character, mm. you know, mm. a, a concept, and they nailed. You know, they liked that bit, but it didn't work on that costume, so they they're recycling and reusing because mm. you know, there's no. Otherwise, if you just put, if it doesn't work on the costume, well, if it, if you like it on a costume that doesn't get picked, just put it on something else. Mm. It's, otherwise, it's just lost work, isn't it? So, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so that that's mine. The art of the Mass Effect universe. Love these books and those games. So that's mine. Demon. Hello. Yes, I've got a uh, Fury by uh, oh, yeah. You've Venus. got a Fury. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the trade of the six issue miniseries that came out a little while ago. It's fucking amazing. It's really good. Well, if you kind of like uh, Enos's stuff, it, like the, the Punisher Max series, you're going to like this because it is. It's almost like a companion piece. If you don't like that <clears> stuff, you will not like this, uh, which is kind of it, it's strange. It's punctuated at times by sort of like quite insightful comments, and then other times uh, people are getting blown to pieces. And you're like, okay, it, it's it's a strange combination, but it does work. There's there's one scene where uh, essentially it, it, the story's about Fury. He's kind of like an old war dog, and essentially he his skills and outlook into uh, dealing with situations like going in guns blazing, killing everyone. That's not the done thing anymore. So he's kind of like pushed, pushed to the side. Well, these snowflakes. Yeah. He's a bit of an old, old, old boy now. And uh, a, sort of his counter from the other side, as it were, used to work for Hydra and aim. Sort of comes along and says, look, this is rubbish. What we got now. Like we want it back in the old days where we was like fighting and killing people. And he says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, have a coup on this Island. And we're going to set up like, this massive, great big fight. And Fury's like, well, that's fucking stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> so this guy goes and does it. So Fury has to put a team together to go over there and and take this uh, Gagarin out. And uh, it's a great moment. So he's putting together a team of specialists. And there's uh, a female bomb uh, disposal expert that they're going to need. So uh, Fury, the, the the new head of Shield, who's sort of a bit of a yes man, goes up to him and goes, uh, "What would you do if one of the, these men in this room suddenly attacked you?" 
can you confidently say that you could outfight anyone in this room? And she responds, no, sir, I can't. I don't know if there's anyone in this room where I could say that. I'm not someone you think you've seen in a movie. I just do my job, <laughs> which is fucking great. Because, <laughs> you know, there's that trope you got about, Tony, when like this kind of tiny girl like beats the shit out of like seven yeah. foot tall man mountains. And it's like, no, not going to have any of that in here. Yeah, you can. It's a direct line from when is it the Black Widow jumps around someone's head? Yeah, in that film, and then defeats them. And you're like, no. So you got moments like that, and then you got ones where like the guys, Gagarin's the bad guy's second in command is uh, someone called Fuckface, who's had like a war injury, so he's basically like a cyclops now, with one eye in the middle of his face, no mouth, and. Uh, <laughs> Typical Ennis. Yeah, yeah. They, they they sort of do a nod to arse face from Preacher, saying oh, yeah. something similar happened to this kid in the States. And uh, he threatens soldiers who don't do their their part by uh, threatening to rape them, which is like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Because it says one guy in a gun emplacement who... Uh, that was a good motivator when I worked in Double Eight Smiths. <laughs> He basically holds his bad man <laughs> up and says he, he slept with him last night, and the guy's absolutely a ruin. So yeah, it's kind of a uh, bit of light reading then. Dan. Yeah, a bit of light reading. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. Like some of the moments, uh, it's all tongue in cheek. But at the end, when sort of Fury's uh, uh, done it all, he kind of recounts to himself like what happened in the final moments for him and this Gagarin guy, and he says, "Look, you fucking love this. You don't have to say yes. Just, just nod, and I know." And then as Fury's like looking over the, the, the handrail of his apartment, like fucking cursing to himself, it makes you wonder, did he wanted it as fucking much as the other guy? Yeah. And he's just an old war dog who, who likes war and killing. So it's a good book. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's an amazing book. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, good. Really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. yeah nice. the, when he writes Punisher and when he writes um, Fury, they're just perfect, yeah, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Tony, take us home. You've got one more? Yeah, a very quick one. Last one. Back Issue Magazine 138. It's all my yearly shout out to Two Morrows, who I just love. I just I buy, buy pretty much everything they put out that's got anything to do with comics. They're just so good. Um, this is the Classic Heroes issue, and it features a cover, which is, um, I think it's it's a Flash Gordon gold key cover, but back back then you weren't always sure who did the covers, so they're guessing it. It's a guy called George Wilson, and it's a lovely cover, so they've, they've put that on the cover for this. And it's got again another set of like really nicely researched articles that are always full of like scans of OA and original sketches and stuff like that. The 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 few that the, I'm going to mention just a couple of them, but the first one that really took my fancy was that there's an article on the Lone Ranger in the Bronze Age, and it's got some OA from Gil Kane, Tim Truman, and Russ Heath in it, so you get to see the, the actual ink line pencil work and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the, the Lone Ranger used to be so popular. There was a series for Tonto, who's his sort of sidekick, isn't it? And Silver, you know, Hi-Ho Silver. Which yeah. Was, mm, it had its own comic series as well. It was that popular. <laughs> um, and I don't know if you know this, but um, did you know that the Lone Ranger is the Green Hornet's uncle in continuity? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Ah. A little bit of, a, there you go. Bit wow. of trivia for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a great piece on um, a comic called Son of Tomahawk, um, and it's by our buddy and ex-guest Alan Harvey. And he's written it. I know Alan does writes the odd thing for Back Issue Magazine. They're always great. Hmm. Um, so Alan does actually play a little bit on his Britishness in the start of it. But um, he was saying a bit, he described one comic previously as being a Western. And someone note, said, no, it's not from the West of America. It's, so it can't be a Western. And just that, I never got that before. Did you? You know, no, it no, happens in, yeah. if it happens in Florida or, you know, North Carolina, it's not 
not a western anyway it, it, it's huh. completely right i never thought of it but um and it, it talks about the challenges that went on in the the comic um and he points out a number of the sort of social conscience issues were going on because this is a comic that um went from the late 60s through to the early 70s which are in a really interesting time of sort of politically and socially in america there's one there's an interracial marriage in it and stuff like that and it's, it's just a real cracking series i've read a couple of issues but i think i'm going to need to get the whole run of it um and there's some just beautiful stuff that you, you think as well that um adams um neil adams and joe kubert participated in the creation of this comic as well and there's a really gorgeous intro page by frank thorne who we sadly last lost last year um that he he drew with um the writer bob canniger which is really great um also in there there's oa scans um by do you remember the hostess fruit pie adverts that used to appear in marvel and dc comics yeah Yeah. (laughs) there's 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 the original pencil (laughs) scans from them by dan de carlo get this dan de carlo keith pollard and dave cochran Uh, and they're just it's just lovely to see that stuff It's, it's like a real nostalgia injection isn't it you know um, there's a piece on Flash Gordon with some sweet Alex Raymond art in it and some OA from him, uh, as well as the more recent um, Flash Gordon stuff, which is written and drawn by Jack- Dan Jurgens, which I'd forgotten, actually. Wow, okay. Um, some stuff on Zorro with some scans of the art um, of some we just talked about, Alex Toth. So you get to see the original art from that. And also um, some art by one of my favourites, who doesn't get talked about half, half enough, is Tommy Yates. Um, just brilliant. I just really think that Tomorrow's are a needed um company you know the stuff they're putting out the the sort of corporate memory of comics just gets shorter and shorter to me do you know what i mean no one seems to remember comics from 20 years ago and when we think 20 years ago it was 2002 you know it's amazing isn't it but these guys are putting out stuff all the time non-stop i know um johnny cannon pt as they call him pt watson um Eamon, and a lot of other people really dig the, their stuff and i do as well alter ego i get i get back issue magazine i get the kirby collector stuff um the next back issue is called not ready for primetime marvel heroes and it covers the sort of marvel side characters like jack of hearts who we mentioned a minute ago union yep. jack wood god which is my sex name um <laughs> stingray um and a load of other characters that's gonna be really good i love I, I actually i can't wait for these to come out every time they come out they're really good um yeah it's if you see them at a convention by the way always stop by because they've always got one of those sort of three for two type sales going on um i bought a book on john severin recently that they put out um, but yeah, really great stuff. You can get digital scans of their stuff as well. You go to www.tomorrows, T-W-O, tomorrows.com. Really good. Just uh, an ideal company. Just brilliant. Yeah. Nice. nice. And speaking of ideal company, thank you for joining us this week, Chris. It's been that. Oh, yeah. oh, no, yeah. Thank- Cheers, yeah, it's great. Thanks so That's much been- for having me back. Don't really be silly, nice. mate. Any anytime, you know that. Mm. That was right. great. Yeah, yeah. I've been looking forward to hopefully coming on again so it's uh yeah man we've got long tonight <laughs> haven't we? Come on again. Have we, we? Ha- we have indeed but every minute That's has fine. been That's worth fine. it been so gold. we hope you have enjoyed this week's episode um of course if there's anything you want us to talk about over the next uh, few shows weeks whatever please do let us know you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com follow us on twitter at the awesome pod where we'll be retweeting putting out shout outs just letting you know about all the good stuff on social media uh, if you do the book of faces, go to facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. Join the group Awesome Comics Talk, which is loads of posts on there. Join our Slack group, the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack channel. There's loads of groups and di- yeah. all, all kinds of stuff, good, goodness going on there. And thank you. I didn't for- realize there was a rant channel. How was there a rant channel on there? And I didn't know about it. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you didn't get do in it, on that we, do, we do enough of it here. 
about me, probably. It's going to be the reason. There's a lot yeah, of random on that channel. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Dan loves the spice. Uh, thank you. <laughs> spice must flow. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website, awesomecomic.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a review. Helps the word get, get the word out about the show. Everything we talk about. Uh, comics, character creation, lovely people like Chris and more. And if you uh, listen to us on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, actually, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod, Hot Light Wasabi when I bust rhymes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh God. This, uh, you know I'm like Leanne Rhymes, I'm all about the value. <laughs> well, how can I live without you? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> hell. <laughs> 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 uh, con air anyway right um, <laughs> um where can people find us online etc tony never on anything.com there you go that's all you need yeah. nice. dan where can people find you, you can find me on twitter at van gogh comic and you can read van gogh at van gogh comic.com uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jester Diablo. You can find my tabletop role-playing show, Safe Space, on the YouTubes. We're having a mid- mid-season break at the moment, so plenty of time to catch up on all the stress and tension. I'm way I've, behind. I've got to catch uh, up. Um, I anyone I think that I'm uh, I'm a horrible person, but it's just the way that the, the dice roll. <laughs> yeah, Get that's the way we roll. Anyway, and where can pe- our wonderful guest Chris <laughs> Wildgoose? Where can they find you from? Oi, quickly! I worked out that your um, say so your one of your Dungeons and Dragons sessions was about a narrative about my sexual experiences. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What no. did you say? Riding a tiger through? Dan was know, there can't... for it. Yeah, <laughs> I I forgot on what I said now. <laughs> oh no! I I rode a flaming horse into another uh, parallel universe. Yeah, and I I messaged you saying it sounds excellent, but isn't that taken from one of the last six experience I had? Uh, maybe. Mm. This happy coincidence, T. Just just happy. Coincidence. <laughs> I feel like Tony's sexual experiences are like. Uh, that Rule 34 thing, if you can think of it, it's happened. We've already done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's forgotten more about his point. experiences than anyone would ever know. Yeah, anyway, three and a half. <laughs> where can people find you and your work, Chris? Uh, this is the worst bit. Um, you can find me as Mr. Rictus on Twitter and Instagram. That's M R. R-I-K-T-U-S or just uh, chriswildgoose.com and then all my links are on there as well. Okay. Nice. And look out for the new book, uh, The Hunger in the Dusk, which is... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm <laughs> yeah, keep keeping out for that. I cannot gonna, wait for it. Which tell, me you're drawing it, tell me you're drawing it traditionally, by the way. Nope. Oh, you no. twat! No, no, Tony. <laughs> wow! I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute Tony. Um, it's only because, only because he wants to steal your original pages. But um, when's that series uh, going to be coming out, Chris? Uh, it's got a rough date at the moment of July 2023. So got nice. good, good wait for it yet? Because we're going to basically draw the whole thing before it comes out. So Amazing. Um, okay. Cool. Amazing. So put it on your radar. Mm. Yeah, and uh, can't wait, man. Can't wait. Wherever you are in the world, thank you very much for listening. As always, spending your time with us. Hopefully, you uh, you learned a bit, had a few chuckles, and judged us as always. But never the guests, of course. The the guests never get judged. People just wonder why on earth they decided to talk to us. That's kind of 
how it works. But and we break them. But we've been blackmailing. <laughs> we've been blackmailing Christian for quite some time now. So, uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has his mandated. Uh, he'll be back on in another six months because we'll force him for some reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but until that time, wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, doing okay. Um, we all love you very much, Dan. You love them, do you? Hell yeah, Chris. You love our lovely listeners, don't you? Yeah, love it. Yeah. Tony. <laughs> Sorry? You love our listeners, don't you, Tony? Who? He does. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I love those fucking songs. Yeah, the pauses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, Ke- is Lorraine Kelly one of our listeners? Probably. Uh, yeah, I love her. She's not going to yeah. publicly say it. No, that's true. And understandable. Um, but, <laughs> but we're going to go talk to her now. So until until we see you next week... Have a brilliant week. Make loads of comics. Read loads of comics. And as always, what should they do, everyone? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. Chris, you let us down with us. Stay awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. If that's not my career in, a, in an audio clip, I don't know. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs>